Before I begin, John Bartolo was a great friend of mine and so many others. He encouraged me. He wanted to see me win. And this was actually supposed to be the very first recording for the Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. I was having severe technical issues and I was nervous. And he just said, well, let's just go live and introduce the podcast. That's why this was never really released on the podcast. But I figured because John passed away so suddenly March 5th of 2022, let's just go back and I'm just going to release it in its entirety. You're going to hear the mistakes. You're going to hear the mess ups. You're going to hear me nervous. But John had some really good things to say. This was recorded September 27th, 2021. And John was scheduled to be back on the podcast in April. I miss you, buddy. I love you. I can never, ever, ever Thank you enough for what you did for me and so many others. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You're listening to the Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. Hey, Jay, are you ready? Because it's time to start the show. Very, very honored, very honored to have my friend John Bartolo here all the way from Las Vegas. And if you don't know who he is, in the description below, right in the description, you can check out his YouTube channel, his podcast, all these things. Um, but I'm just going to bring him on. We're just going to get right to it. John, how I, are you, sir? My brother, I'm. it's an honor to be here, first of all, but I cannot beat that intro. Oh, my God, that lead-in? I started to fall in love with you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You cannot beat that. You guys do such a great job, but you know, just just the promo stuff, everything. It's 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 a be here and honor to be on the show, and I, you know, I respect the hell out of you, so I can appreciate it, bro. You don't. Uh, this is your first time stepping in to a drunk three PO live stream. I mean, I've got clips for days. Drunk. Good morning, drunk. Uh, so if you guys don't know, John Creepio is uh, the sexiest man on YouTube. He's probably going to clip this later, but I don't care. I mean, I'm just saying. So, like, you know, when I need a little break, I need a little pick-me-up, need a little boost. It's know? all right there. It's uh, it's just a click away. It's just <laughs> a click. It's just a click away. Uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing, I'm doing terrific. Uh, coming off a great weekend. Uh, we just recently did an event with the UFC. We were out on the range hanging out. Uh, a lot of fun hanging out with those guys. I love getting to, to, to play around in that market. And, uh, and I have a lot of friends there, so I enjoy it. And getting outside is never a bad thing. I know you know that. Oh, no, no. I love it. Love I it. love it. That's why I uh, live in Florida where we've been outside for, for a long time. Yeah, it, it, you're in a great area for it. Uh, you know, minus no mountains, you got to deal with alligator country and swamp country. But minus the mountains, plus you're in a, you know, you're in a, you're not in a woke state, so that helps. No, it it, it helps. Yeah, it helps a lot. My man Biggles for five dollars. John Bartolo, good luck, John, with drunk on his channel. Just comes in to uh, wish us Biggles well. Is, Biggles is great, isn't he? One of the, amazing man i was so glad to hang out with him in vegas actually mm -hmm. and we rode the uh we rode the new york new york whatever that's oh, called wow. roller coaster ride did you listen to careless whisper while you did that 
Uh, that's Gina Carano's theme song. So we just, you know, every time she shows up, we just we just play that. We just play that tune. So I uh, I really enjoyed having you guys out here too. By the way, on a side note, I don't want to glaze over that. I got to spend some time with you guys, and I did really enjoy uh, everything with you guys. Just hanging out, seeing the culture, seeing the folks. So many people come out to see you guys. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. I was like, wow, this is freaking awesome. But you guys have such it, a great fan base and so much interaction. It was very special, that. wasn't it? It was very yeah. special. I, I was I was thinking like the second time out, if John can't deal with this the second time out, then uh I'm not I'm not ready. For, be over. I'm Don not ready for, for the fandom. Don for five dollars asked a question. Says, please ask if John got his rebellion in hat, hat yet. yet. I have had hats. I have had shirts. Uh, Don, that's a great question. Um, oh, but yeah, you get I am a huge supporter of the, the the Rebellion clothing line, and I think everybody should participate in everything Jay does because I know the work he puts in behind the scenes. So, yes, I do have a hat. The problem hey, is um, I have so many hats, too. I know. So many hats. I know. When I, when I was at John's place, he was like, I've got like a thousand hats, like triple duplicates 10 of each take some home with you please like get them get them moving uh get them moving so it's it's pretty it's pretty cool um let's see thomas gilkey a fellow boston guy oh wow thomas gilkey i'm gonna go see him in boston here shout out to bean town he's like much love to the both of you love meeting you john and love seeing you drunk can't wait to see you and get the rebellion hat and rep it friday you met thomas in vegas he was at the meetup yeah, uh, yeah. He came over to say hey. I remember we were we were touching on that story before we went live. Awesome guy. Oh yeah, Tom, Thomas is great. He's a huge supporter. Lulu again, a super sticker. She sent a ten dollars super sticker that I couldn't highlight. Now another five. five. Look at you crazy, crazy, crazy woman here yeah. uh, supporting. Thank you so much, Lulu. And Daryl for five dollars says hail, John Bartolo. Look at all your fan base uh, showing up. They're showing hey. up in full force. Listen, we appreciate these guys, and the way you motivate your guys is quite amazing. It's it, it's really what you guys do is, um, you know, something that creates a community. It's more than just just anything. It just creates a community. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think we got. I did my, spend oh. two hours. That's my that that's my cousin John. I did spend two hours looking for it. Uh, he he knows the depths of my sorrows. Looking for that. <laughs> And uh, Don was like, did you get this hat? Uh, yeah, I think John got a hat. If I not, do. I, I will have, definitely uh, uh, send him. I have, I have plenty of drunk 3PO clothing that I've worn, including his own personal items that he may have left behind while in Vegas. There is one shirt in particular I have been strangling myself and smelling uh, while I have my private time that, that belonged to Jay. <laughs> I fell asleep on your couch. I know because I'm into that kind of stuff. You and know, they, mean, just... they they this person here, uh, Stephanie, memed the memed the hell out of me from that. Uh, oh, Steph, thank you. So, I appreciate yeah. that. Miss you guys uh, too. I mean, it was so much fun having you guys out here. Uh, code insert thought provoking message here for five dollars. Ah, that's a good message. Code. It's a great message. Nice shirt you got on there, buddy. Uh, good message. Good message. But anyway. But I asked John, um, I asked John to come on. We've been talking on the phone like a lot mm. about podcasts and things like that. And keep your questions coming. If you have a question for John, don't hesitate 
we'll definitely get to them do things a little different here on the youtube live not the pot oh look look he's stretching that's it he's putting his legs up hey, hey listen you played careless whisper i'm i'm looking to do this like relaxing you know i'm already like in in rest mode um yeah, no, I, I, I'm pumped to be on. And any questions anybody has, don't hesitate to ask. I'll do my best to answer them as best as possible. I know Jay has some prepared, but guys, fire them away if you have any questions. I can tell you how to blow some shit up or something. <laughs> so, um, Rogue Tense says, who is John and why is he here? That's, that's a great, like, we get, we're getting, like, the crossover from the geek culture community. Sure. Into, like... Uh, what kind of community would you say you were in? Like, what if you were to label yourself? Like, what what is your audience? What yeah, is your I, main audience? I would say if if I know um, this is a very YouTube centric audience. If you if you take a moment and you go check out whether it's Instagram or any of the other pages, you can kind of see a little bit of my history there, at least in pictures. And I'm not saying you know you don't you don't you can't read or anything, but there's a whole there's. <laughs> There's a whole uh, breakdown there of pretty much uh, everything I've been into. I was fortunate enough at a very young age to become a CEO of a rifle company and in a, in a barrel company, work for a bunch of different brands through the years. Through the years being in the firearms industry as an executive, I was lucky enough to kind of be very outspoken and someone that, you know, didn't adhere to kind of the standard or what was attempting to be the norm. And I think you all can understand and relate to that. So I'd be very outspoken about certain organizations, whether it was the NRA, the NSSF, certain certain groups, I would I would have my criticisms. Uh, I'm a huge supporter of the Second Amendment. I don't think that's that's up for debate. I think anybody can figure that out. But I also, you know, felt the need that the community had to be more vocal and the community needed to step up and start talking. So over the years, I, you know, I became kind of a, a guy who was like eight times a marketing director, you know, had all these different titles at brands. And I was fortunate to build it into a platform where in the defense community, I'm fortunate enough to have uh, some folks that look at me for, for some advice and, and, and some guidance. And I work with some really great brand, brands. So after all that, um, why podcast? Well, that's, did, you that's just a great, you know, one, did you just wake up one day and we're like i think we could talk about stuff was there a, was there a podcaster out there that inspired you or was it like i just feel like i want to uh start a podcast to talk about things that are important to me before that chris Karan for two dollars says can john lead a manhunt for your missing fedora that's you a good I, one you know i lost my fedora in vegas that's terrible the panama jack that's terrible <laughs> It's, it's like world fan. Like Gino had that hat on. Like I, it's in like everything. It's in a. Uh, it's, it's my a, Twitter avatar. It's like. It's in a lagoon was, in Okeechobee now. I so after the first meetup, I thought I was. I had a lot. I had a lot to drink that night by accident. People kept handing me drinks. Uh, you know? And you're just like you know you're like they're like hey it's drunk people here try this I'm like okay cool and they're like hey, it's drunk people try this like hey that's cool, and so. They, uh, <laughs> after a while, I didn't, uh, you know, it was like, I didn't know what was going on. I went back to the Luxor and I sat, I pulled out $20 to play, uh, the digital, I don't know what game it was where, uh, uh, craps, digital craps. There's no one there. Yep. Mm -hmm. I put $20 in and I remember I put it on the field, I think, where you could play two whatever it was and i won as soon as i won, I won once i hit the button and got the money and get went up that money and, 
bought some Twinkies. Cause I don't gamble. I don't, I don't like it, but gambled. Uh, I mean, I bought some Twinkies and that's the last I remember. That's it. <laughs> Where that hat was. I could have just easily just set it down. Mm. Not on oh. my head. So, you know, you know, Lord Vito for $2 says, yo, John is the man. We have, I have my moments. I don't know if I'm the man. I would say this. I'm, I'm, I think I'm a, I'm a decent hangout like partner. I think I'm a good friend. I think I can, I think I can hold my own in that regard. I don't know about the man. I think Jay's the man. I think that's, that's real. <laughs> I, I would say like, I'm like a good hype man. Like I'm just, I can wave the towel. I, I'm okay with that, Lord Vito. <laughs> Lord Vito's fellow Florida boy. So I'm okay he with knows, that. He knows good people, man. He knows good people. So anyway, back to the original question. Why, uh, Jay? Something's going on with your mic. Is it echoing? Does it sound funny? There's a double echo sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's because you're dealing with crappy equipment on my end. That's trying to convert with like really high end stuff on his end. That's so not trying, true. So we're trying to make it. We're trying to like make it uh, make it work. That's all. Daryl's exactly right. I'm the corner man. Jay gets the ladies. I'm the corner man. That's it. That's perfect. Throw the damn towel. So why a podcast? Um, you know, it's 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 a good question. A lot of people ask that. I started the podcast by kind of happenstance. I I had been transitioning, and I was actually going down to Florida to tell this story. It's a it's. It's it's a boring one, but it'll make some sense. I, I I didn't know really what I wanted to do, and I knew I'd probably take another job in the firearms industry, but I needed some time off, so I was going to head down to Florida, do some what what better place, right? Do some fishing, exactly. hang out, just chill out, go see my friends down in Miami. Jay knows I got a ton of friends down there, and I started this podcast, you know, a couple of months before in my literally in my kitchen. I was like, I'll, I'll start this thing. I'll just get up there and I'll just start talking. And originally, this is how janky I was. I would have friends call in and I would just throw it on like speakerphone. I would just throw it on speakerphone. And that was like, it started to become a thing. And I just really enjoyed talking to people. I think anybody who's had a phone conversation with me and you have Jay many times, I enjoy the art of the conversation. And I think the conversation is dead. And it kind of like the written word, like we're trying to revive it through tools like this, but it takes, you know, the willingness and the desire to get in front of a mic and start to do it. And then little by little, as I was traveling and I was doing these and I was mainly focused on the audio. So I know a lot of your guys say it's a tremendously undersubscribed YouTube account, blah, blah, blah. Like I get a lot of those really cool comments from, from your guys. I really didn't dive into YouTube until this was probably like my first full year focusing on it like really making it a point to make do YouTube well. And you can tell that by looking at some of my clips. They only go back about a year because I really just didn't value that type of, uh, I didn't understand that like podcasting could be a live stream as well. And I wasn't marrying that in my head. And we all go through this, right? And I was just figuring that out. And then I decided to do the studio. And I decided to do the studio after coming to Vegas because I got, you know, on my way down to Florida, I had gotten offered a job. They said, whatever it takes, can we get you down to Vegas? I said, I'll come down to Vegas, but I have this podcast. And they ended up saying, well, we'll, we'll finish, we're finishing building a podcast studio. We'd love to have you. So I came to, I came to Vegas. I, I started working in the, the AK game, import and export AK-47s, things like that. But, uh, you know, it was kind of crazy for me because I had driven from Montana to the NRA show in Atlanta, to Florida. 
you know, to Miami. Then from Miami, I got the call. And within two weeks, I was in Vegas in an apartment and boom, just recording the show. And the transition to the studio, I had done my time with that last company. And as my contract was coming up, we were trying to work out negotiations. I said, you know, now, because I knew where the show was kind of starting to go. I said, now would be a good time for me to get this out of here before they think they own it. And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, that leads to an unfriendly negotiation in some ways. So you have to be prepared to part ways, but it was the right move in the end. I had some really great sponsors that got behind it and they wanted my outspoken message. I think in general at the core of my, what's what's your outspoken message? Well, that's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Mr. 3PO. Oh, my bad. My bad. (laughs) At the core of my, you know, and my message, I think is just what you guys preach, which leads into how I found you guys. It's, it's, not so much just to complain for the sake of complaining, but I think a conversation needs to be started about some of these things. And for whatever reason today, having a conversation about anything is considered like, you know, you might have to be uh, uh, sent away or locked up or, you know, castrated for just moving the dialogue forward. You can't question anything today. And I became very inquisitive of a lot of the executives in the firearms industry, the way firearms were marketed, the way firearms were, were portrayed, the arguments people were getting into regarding the Second Amendment and firearms. And it never really made sense to me. And if you listen to a lot of my shows, I wanted to just put people that were pro 2A, that were supportive of freedom in front of a gun wall and just have a conversation and not have it be this invasive thing. And yeah. I thought that was a great way to continue to, to see kind of form like our own list like who are our friends and that should make sense to everybody if you catch what i'm saying oh absolutely sometimes you have to us? sometimes you got to plant a flag mm-hmm. and see who comes around it exactly you just gotta, like like on twitter sometimes you just gotta like throw out a statement right and then you'll see like what oh wow. yeah Here exactly is. is my mic yeah. messing up again yeah, your mic's a little synthesized, but no. I, yeah, see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it was just a matter of, you know, finding the right rhythm. And then I wanted to do guest based because I really, it, it, along the way, somebody said to me, they go, John, you meet with a lot of really cool people. You talk to a lot of really cool people. You should start recording those conversations. I go, well, that's called wiretapping. I'm like, I'm not going to do that, but I am okay with you know, having them on a show and there's a microphone in front of them. They know then that they're broadcasting the story. And I wanted it to be in-person interviews because I felt that was very powerful. Unfortunately, and fortunately, when I got into the game, there was a lot of people diving into the podcast game, Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire and a lot of different groups were diving in, but nobody was doing a, a, a pro 2A slant, which was really important to me. And I thought the people had as uh, Second Amendment supporters and First Amendment supporters, I felt that we had in the community really weren't getting the message right. And I felt like they needed a voice from someone that actually worked within the industry. And I think one of the problems we have, Jay, and we see this all the time, is a lot of people support false gods. They support people yeah. that don't really understand or have the inside advice or really are talking to the people on the ground level and really are involved. And we've seen that in our industry with so many people 
And part of it is is frustrating, you know, when people start to gravitate towards those types of folks, because I know they're not on the ground level or on the phones because I am. And I know that they don't know exactly what is going on. Like, you know, and you've probably seen some of that with people that speculate certain things in Hollywood, certain things that are happening around your ecosphere. But I, I felt like, you know, we need somebody that actually actually talks to these people and actually is involved, you know, to speak up here. And I, I took on that responsibility and for better ended up uh, really building a, a life around it and an income and a, and a, and a living and, and, and making it my, my goal to get the best content out there and the best folks in front of uh, uh, their freedom and just supporting that. I think it's so powerful. Yeah. And again, if my trying to get my mic going, so forgive me if, uh, Sounds good. I don't know why we've had problems. I've had problems with it like for a good minute. So it is what it of course when John comes on, like it uh it messes up, but uh we'll we'll see. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. It is what it is. All right, a couple yeah. of super chats says no void for five dollars. Get John down here to Florida and let's all go shooting. That's I've been trying to get him down. Who's buying the ammo? <laughs> Who's buying right. the ammo? Trying to get him down, trying to get him, you know, round and all that stuff. So uh, let's see. Lord Vito for two dollars says, uh, wait, 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 did I get did I get everything? Yeah. Noel says Lord Vito for two dollars. And I'm the plug. Come to Florida. We'll link up. Look at that, man. He's really pushing. Lord Vito again. Jay, such a good guy. Even I want to kiss him. LOL. Uh, appreciate Vito, that. Appreciate you. You know, uh, one of your guys. uh code economics he he said something good it, you know it's sad how many people in the gun industry are fake and how simple it is mm. for sales and not the freedom and that's that's a really good statement whoever that is uh is the village idiot he goes by he pays attention there's there's a lot there's a lot in the firearms business so a lot of people dove in you had your Colleone Noirs, your Dana Lashes that I'll be honest, I don't know how they built their following and I don't know how they built their support structure because neither one of them have ever worked in the gun industry. Neither one of them have ever, uh, I, I've never seen some of them shoot a gun before in my life. I've never, you know, it, there's a lot of that and people, they're not really speaking from knowledge and they're not actually involved in the day to day. They're just spokespeople. They become like almost like created spokespeople and when you whenever you see someone that is a manufactured spokesperson for something they become it's almost like can you trust their message are they really an insider does their phone really ring are they actually talking to the people as you know jay i mean my phone rings with with everybody and i talk to everyone constantly you know i i've I've done it on air it's 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 a constant thing and i i try to tell folks be very leery where you get your information from. It's amazing to me how much some of these people capitalize on other people's stupidity because they, thing, they just well, move. It's back. true. I, I told him, I said, if Dana White calls, please answer the phone live. Uh, I want to make sure uh, we hear that. Matt Vader for five. This is like a superhero team up. Don't blow up YouTube, guys. Still looking for the fedora, Jay. Keep inspiring. Uh, you met the Salty Nerd podcast earlier today yes. did you not like they came yeah, and they hang stopped by. those were very kind guys stop by uh say hello chat a little bit uh super good guys appreciated you know all their time and uh and and they seem like they uh yeah they're good, pretty they're cool. good people i want to highlight a couple people here the road he's got his new hat on that's awesome i see it this one jt got his hat on i'm glad you guys are finally getting it uh in the in the mail 
<laughs> after all that, after Nine Line was like, you, you think you'll sell 10? You think you'll sell 10? Like, we were planning for 10. You know, uh, Patrick think- says, John, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I said I was gonna say I think they need to retool their numbers a little bit. Entice you. They, a didn't, they didn't. They weren't ready like for oh, right. the rebellion crowd. Like uh, now that we you set the record, them with the shirts. You're gonna have to show them. You know to make a point now. Send a message. Yeah, yeah. They're oh, they're ready this time. So uh, Patrick for five says John. I have mixed feelings about Uncle Ted. Oh uh, yeah, so you know that's that's another you guy, you know, yeah another guy who's educated. So he's referring to Ted Nugent. You know what? You know I like Ted Nugent. I like Uncle Ted. I think uh, some of his write ups in uh, in in what's uh, John's magazine Hook and Barrel. Sorry, I know the mm-hmm. owners. I don't, I'm trying to remember the name of the magazine, but the Hook and Barrel magazine. He does an editorial piece in there. I like some of the stuff Ted says. I will say my only my only criticism of of, of Ted Nugent or my only thing is like who remembers him, right? Like like Cat Scratch Fever came out 40 year, 50 years ago. It's you know it's one of those things I appreciate when people get up there and they're outspoken, but you also have to remember you see him on guys and when you're you're watching him on air. He's an enthusiast. You, you see what I'm saying? He's an enthusiast. An enthusiast sometimes. Absolutely. Once you start hanging out with the likes of a Gina Carano like you have, Jay, and once you start in, be going on the inside, you're no enthusiast. You're an insider. You start to know some of the information that's actually going on. And there's things you come public with and there's things that you don't. And I think sometimes when you follow or support an enthusiast, you have to be very careful with that. I, I think you have to realize they're speaking from maybe almost an irrational place. It's kind of like a baseball card collector is always going to tell you the best thing to invest in is baseball cards. Mm-hmm. So you have to be a little aware of that. Uh, a great question here from a friend of mine, a Turbo Green, might be an obvious question. So far as spending my money on this issue, a young single woman, is it impressive to have uh, several sidearms or is it better just to know just one and have ammo for it. Well, normally, like, you know, the easiest suggestion, guys, is go buy a Glock, right? If you live in a stage Glock, if you're just looking for a home a home defense weapon, anything, you know, just go buy a Glock 19. Stick with 9mm. It's going to be forgiving. It's going to give you a lot of uh, forgiveness when you shoot. And, you know, if you like something a little thinner, a little smaller, maybe a Glock 43, something along those lines, 48X, something like that. Go go check them out. I mean, they make a lot of good products. Obviously, Sig Hour, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, the P320 series is phenomenal. Go check out Sig. They're a sponsor of the show. Uh, you know, I suggest a lot of different guns because I try not to show my bias. Obviously, you know, Sig is a huge part of the show and I support them. But I think uh, I think you can find what you're looking for pretty quickly if you go to a gun shop or a range and you just try a few of them out. But I would stick with one. I call it continuity of ammunition. So if you maintain nine millimeter and all your guns and double stack magazines, you can pretty much use them in every every gun. Well, that was that was a great answer. And David Harvey for 100. Thank you. Unbelievable support, or David. David. Uh, so uh, much going on in the realm of firearms. Uh, appreciate everything John does to educate and inform everywhere, everyone onward and upwards, gents. Thank you so much, David. Yeah. Uh, I mean, education yeah. is the key. Yeah. It's I the key that, to, all, to it all, honestly. It's the key. I know, I know David didn't ask a question, but I think, David, you know, it, it, for me, it's, it's about just putting friends of ours in front of that wall. I'm Italian, so I have a little bit of that uh, uh, Bronx tale slang, like, it's a little bit of a friend of ours thing and to all you guys out there it's a little bit of our own cheat sheet like these guys are with us and and i think 
I, I don't think it needs to be a show that talks about specifically about every shot or every anyone's ever taken or every range day anyone's ever gone to. It's just more about saying, hey, this guy sits with us, you know, and he's cool with this. So when I have the opportunity to put on Dana White's or, or any uh, large guest or UFC fighter, anybody that I consider a very capable person, David, it's important to me that all you guys know and everybody in your fan base, when you come to my channel, you can see kind of who's a supporter and who's a part of the, the gang, so to speak. Uh, no void for $2. Thoughts on repealing NFA, John? If you yeah, feel like I, answering, I, I think, you don't think, have to. Yeah. It's up to you. You no, know, yeah, Nell and Void. I, I think the NFA is, is it can easily be replaced. I mean, let's face it, the NFA is, is basically the ATF's uh, uh, fee arm that can capture any fees and, and, and enjoys charging 200 bucks for a tax stamp. I think all that can be cleared up very easily, and I put my thoughts out there on that. I think there's no reason why at the register, when you pay for your suppressor, that they can't serialize that. I'm okay with the serialization of it uh, to an extent. You know, I'm okay with the NFA making its money per se, but it doesn't need to be a six-month wait, and it doesn't need to be a 12-month wait. If you want to register suppressors, I say go for it. But I think in the repealing of the NFA, the trade-off I would like to see, or if the NFA stays – it's not so much about repealing the NFA. I'd love to see full autos become more of a thing. I think that's an easy fix vis-a-vis -vis tax stamp, but I think I, I, I think the NFA, there's a trade that I think works. But there's no question the NFA is just a fee arm. I mean, they lost their mind when pistol braces came out because why? Nobody was buying, you know, short barrel rifles, SBRs. So they lost out on all those $200 tax stamps. So now they were going after pistol braces. It's common sense. They shot themselves in the foot when they approved them because who the fuck is going to build a, a rifle when you, a, a, a short barrel rifle when you can build a pistol? That was just a mistake on their part. Look at this guy, man. John's just like taking over. Boom, boom, boom. Well, they're good questions. You have a very yeah. educated audience. These guys are great. My audience is, is amazing and they surprise me uh every single time it's uh you get a member of the droid army here yeah he says uh i own a glock nine i own a nine millimeter glock 43x yep. has a 10 shot clip it's a the little heavy for concealed carry but it's a great gun for a woman uh my friend carries a 45 kimber yeah i mean so, a 45 kimber is a uh a, a compensation for a small penis uh i don't necessarily you know, necessarily think uh, Kimber is is the best way to go, but uh, you that know, was a woman. Uh, um, yeah, it's kind of a nickel plated sissy pistol. If you're a girl and you shoot a Kimber, it's cool though. Uh, Pastor Flash drunk needs to make himself fedoras. Uh, it's on the way. It's in the works. You yeah, say, it's, it's on, on my desk. It's on my desk. It's on. Yeah, it's like there's a list, and I'm like uh, hitting hitting the different lists, uh, things like that. So, how long have you? So we're getting back to a little bit. How long? Have you been doing the podcast? So I've been doing the podcast now for a little over three years, I would say. Uh, it, roughly, someone could correct me on it. Daryl, if you're in here, you could correct me. But I think somewhere around around three years. And I've done, I'm closing in right now. So you're having me on the show at an advantageous time in terms of where I'm at. I'm closing in on 400 episodes. I think I'm about four episodes shy. So uh, coming in on a milestone, that's well over a year's worth of one hour conversations. And I find that pretty wild. And, you know, one of the things that I think is cool about it is, 
you know, those podcasts live forever. And it's really cool to look back and see that I've had, you know, 500 or a thousand conversations with these people. If it, you know, keeps going strong and I get a lot of support. And one of my things has just been, you know, building it up and getting it out there and getting it proliferated. As I tell everybody, just, you know, if people like it, you know, support, like it, comment and get the message out there because we need more strong voices. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to all the amazing women in the chat. I know they're seeing two alpha males right now doing our thing. We just mm. both we both had chicken wings. Well, covered. mine are away. Yeah, uh, but they're covered in uh, what? Did, I got uh, mine in uh, hot Fritos. Covered Jesus in hot God. Fritos. Yeah. yeah. So John's about to have that too. So it's just just how we are oh jedi bunny is here hello jedi bunny she met hello, john jedi. yeah at that she really yeah. appreciates you wicked virtues here let me just shout out all the beautiful women here a2 is here trouble green is here dr rachel is here uh it goes on and on if i miss somebody wait i knew there was someone out agent bossy boots is here <laughs> <laughs> nice to see all you ladies in the chat if i met rogue 10 is here if i missed one Apologize. Agent Boss. Got to gotta give a shout out to the ladies. Kaylee's here. I see you. Uh, just just saying. Just saying. Biggo says I'm not a pretty woman. Oh, but that's that's okay. You look a great uh, lady. That, that... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So other than me, because you can't say me, did you ever have like a uh, favorite? Like, did you ever, ever have like uh, a favorite like favorite guest? It just kind of blew you away. Maybe it was someone you didn't think. I got you, Callista. Sorry, Callista's on there too. Sorry, uh, I, know, I, I forgot to, someone. They would tell me. So I have to say, Drunk Three PO is is high up the list. I appreciate uh, for, that but. for sure. For sure. Uh, you know, it's interesting when you're booking guests and and you're you're considering how you want to shape your show and you want to, you know, kind of figure out what type of audiences you want to talk to, you start to become very open. You make this show like Switzerland. And I would say I was shocked uh, a couple times, very surprised. I mean, I had uh, multiple state, uh, multiple representatives in the House of Representatives. We had Lee Zeldin on. Uh, we've had uh, Greg, Greg, Congressman Greg Stube, who put the, the suppression, Hearing Suppression Act up. We had, you know, multiple, multiple uh, uh, times Donald Trump Jr. on. So I've been blessed to have a lot of really good guests. I would say I'm more surprised at how least everybody is ask. And I, I tell everybody this. You just have to ask and you have to ask in a way that, you know, humbles you, you a little bit and, and is honest and sincere. Like when I ask folks to be on, I, I am genuinely excited to have them on. And, you know, everybody, you know, I ha like I got so amped up about having the sports card collector guy on. You would never know that that's something I enjoy. We got to talking. He was a Georgia guy. You know what I'm saying? He was, you know, one of one, one of the good old boys. We got to talking about cards and investing and money. And I just, you know, I was like, I get along with this guy really well. And sometimes when you open up your your process, see, here's the thing. What makes a lot of the talking heads on the right uber successful uh, in many ways is because we're willing to say, like, we don't want certain things in our world. We don't want racism. We don't want this. We don't want that. And we put it in a box and we set it aside. Unfortunately, on the left, the reason it's harder for them to create meaningful dialogue and meaningful conversations like like Ben does or Jordan Peterson or some of these guys is because they don't want to put anybody in a box and accept that somebody might be a little too far off the deep end. 
they want to say we're all off the deep end, but you can't, they can't have the ability. So in booking guests, it's funny, like we have our standards and I, I was really, um, you know, taken aback when, you know, especially when industry leaders or people I consider SMEs are willing to be on. I, I can genuinely say like when I asked you, I mean, it's crazy to me because people get on a plane and actually fly to come do my show. So every guest is truly, uh, I'm floored at times. And some, you know, obviously you can't do that. And I, I'm amazed at people that just want to come by and have a conversation with me. You know, Jay, it's, it's, oh, yeah. end, you know, so I'm flattered all the time. And, and to say there's one that stands out, uh, I really enjoy chatting with my good friend, Jay Cutler, who's a bodybuilder. I have mm -hmm. a lot of fun with Jay on. Uh, we go back, we're from the same area. You go back and you look at, my episode with Dana White, we have a lot of good back and forth. And a lot of that's because we grew up in the same area. Um, you know, something about that, that Boston area had a lot of magic at the time. Joe Rogan came out of, came out of Newton high schools, I believe Jay Cutler out of Sterling mass and, and, uh, and Dana, of course, you know, from Boston. So it was really a great melting pot of guys. And, and there's so Bill Burr being another one. There's so many awesome guys that just came out of the area. The, the crazy thing is, and we have a great question for you. Um, I'm just making a statement is that's the thing that I appreciate people like John and others because they open their doors to different thought process and that, that are willing to come and talk um, to have a conversation. And we are losing that in this country every day so quickly. We're going to get into a little pop culture. Um, little Gina Carano because of Vegas. Uh, cancel culture, things like that. So that's that's what's coming up. But I, I love all the questions. Let me get to a one. Uh, Patrick has a great question, but let me get you just you first for $10. Thank you for the support, guys. Amazing. Hit the like button. It really helps out the channel. Um, and if I hear my mic echoing, I'll just pause for a second. And it'll get back to normal. I uh, just wanted to say thank you for being our champions. John, our 2A champion, and Jay, our rebellion champion. I'll fight for our rights as long as I can walk on this earth. Yojitsu is awesome. Uh, Father wrote a book, um, police officer stories. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, I'm so glad that you sent that to me. And uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to do some highlights of my YouTube members and some of the things that they have. Yojitsu, I'm going to push that book. It's it's an amazing read. Patrick T yeah. has a question. Now, this is something this is a little out of my league. So maybe can you see the question? Is there anything happening legislatively to so establish a countrywide CCW permit? I don't even so Patrick, Patrick, great help question. me out with that. Explain what that is first. What is sure. it? What Patrick's referring to is basically like a driver's license. If you get DW, you have what's called national reciprocity. When you have national reciprocity, and that's the term I think he might have been searching for when he typed that up. When you have national reciprocity, just like your driver's license, your driver's license is a driver's license is a driver's license. In Massachusetts, Florida, you know, it doesn't matter. Nevada, it's it's all the same. I thought we had a great it's a really good question and and I'm I'm glad you brought it up. Uh again, your audience is is phenomenal. I, I think it was something we should have went for when we went for the National Suppressor Act. And I think part of the problem was we got greedy and we wanted to go for an that really was a baseless, meaningless act in in uh in the National Suppressor Act. I was not a fan of that act, and I didn't think that that stood a chance because nobody really understood it but i thought we had a real shot at national reciprocity and nobody was uh was was really 
you know, understanding that that should have been the goal. And, uh, and someone else said he read that as permitless carry. It, what you're referring to codonomics is, uh, is, is constitutional carry, meaning I have the constitution says I have the right to bear arms, then I can carry. The problem with that at a national level is it doesn't say you have the, 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 the ability to, to carry conceal carry CCW refers to conceal carry a firearm. And that is a permitted process. I'm okay. And and guys, this may answer a coming question. I'm okay with the permit process. Uh, I'm okay with a permit, but I'm going to explain something to you when I say that. Okay. Permits help the instructors. Okay. The instructors need to make a living. We need to support the instructors. My issue with the permit process is the permit is issued by the state agreed to by the sheriff or cap, uh, captain, depending on where you live and who has the power. And it's overseen by a class by either someone who teaches from the NRA or whomever. The problem I have with that process is nobody wants the responsibility, which causes tremendous problems and angst when they're trying to figure it out. The reason I say a CCW permit is okay is I have a lot of friends that are instructors and I, en- I enjoy supporting the instructor community. And if it forces everybody to do- go and take a class to be able to conceal carry and instructors are able to continue to make their living off of that, then I support that. And I think that that's okay. And I understand why it exists. Fabulous. Uh, fab- Salty Nerd shows Ooh. up with 20 says, wanted to thank Jay for introducing us to John. We had a chance to hang out with him and talk shop this morning. He's generally a great and uh, generous guy. Helped us out a ton. Stay golden, Jay, with the heart. Um, that was a crazy night because, again, I had a lot to drink. drink? And Ooh. I was using uh, John Bartolo as like a pawn. I kept saying, hey, you want to meet John Bartolo? <laughs> I know, I know the guy. The guy. <laughs> That's funny. And I just kept bringing people over. I just kept bringing people. I was like, John, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. So yeah, that was, a, think, that was a crazy night I met. Think like the alcohol on that, that was a little. Blame it on, <laughs> blame it on, the, blame it on the vodka. Blame it on the Henny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they gave me. I, think you were I don't know what they gave me, night. but Salty Nerds are great. Great. Check out their podcast yeah, as well. Yeah, I had a fun great time people. with them this morning. They stopped in. Uh, and, and truly, that's the stuff that's the most flattering, Jay, is in, and I could tell your audience, is when people genuinely reach out and want to spend some time, those guys know we took a couple weeks getting a meeting together because, you know, I really wanted to give them my time. And when I sit with someone, I like to put the phone away and just try to give them the attention. It, it's hard. You know, I know everybody struggles with that, but it's important to me when when someone genuinely wants to seek advice because I, I think... Um, I think I and you touched on this, Jay. I think I think, you know, and this is not my quote. I think first you should seek to understand, then seek to be understood. And I think you should try to understand everybody else and what they're trying to do. And it helps you better understand the people. And I think, you know, one of the things I, I do very well besides talking into a microphone at times uh, for extended more than people would like, I think I is I really like the study of people and I like figuring out what makes them tick, what makes them move, why they do the things they do. And in, in it helps me in business. And I think sitting and have a conversation for one hour face to face with someone could be really good for each other. In the old days, like our grandparents, Jay, people would go play cards, you know, yeah. sit, they would play dominoes. They would play checkers. Yeah. That is all lost today. That is Huge. all lost. And I think technology Huge. has sped people up in such a way. But again, like I said, 
you have a lot of people shoving a message in front of you, including the 100 and 200 people that are in here in this chat. You have to be choosy who you support and, and you should really consider the people you throw your weight behind. And, and it's important. And the, the little thumbs ups and the shares and everything, Jay knows, they go a long way, guys. Don't discount that. I, I truly appreciate the support this community has and what people do. And I think it's tremendously important. And I think everybody would benefit from at least once a month, like taking a walk on a beach, having a conversation with somebody, almost even a total stranger sometimes. That's what, that was the biggest thing that I learned in Haiti was when I first got there after the earthquake in 2010, I was like, I got I to gotta build everything the way I think it needs to be rebuilt. Yeah. And so it was my mindset that was like, I got to do it this way, this way. And it, nothing was working until I took like six months. I stopped everything and I hung out with the people, listened to the people, talked to the people, started to learn their language. What makes them tick? What are their hopes and right. dreams? What are they? And it, it changed everything. It changed everything. And we got a lot of stuff done. Uh, positively over there when I finally was like, no, you need this. They're like, that's not what we want. That's not going to help our country. I'm like, but I think you do like, trust me, you need this. And it's, and it was my, whatever you want to call it, ego, whatever it is. And it was just me saying, I know what's best for you. Right. And they're like, you came all the way over here to tell us what you think is best for us. Our country's in shambles. Oh, Everything's yeah, broken. Okay. And you, and you're like, you you be this, you're going to be the savior. You're going to fix everything. Mm. And, and when I sat back and just listened, it was just like, yeah, well, I did everything wrong. So let's do everything right. And boom, boom, boom. Things started right. happening in such a positive, uh, positive way. So like, that's, I think that's, I think that's huge, but we live in a time now where if you disagree, we don't want to have a conversation, right? We want to cancel you. Mm-hmm. Cancel. And, and, Let's cancel John. Let's cancel John. I don't like his gun. I don't like the fact that he said this is what a woman should carry. I don't like it. Yeah. Let's cancel him. He's done. It's a terrifying time, Jay. It's a terrifying time. And I don't think people well, really before before you get into that though, do you think cancel culture today? I did a I was doing a lot of reading, and a lot of these young students from colleges are writing about cancel culture. They're writing, uh, I guess the term tar and feather walks of shame. Like we kind of saw it in the game of Thrones where you mm. like, they stripped everyone down naked, made them walk, but that's not really canceling. That was more like walks of embarrassment, you know, so they don't do anything. Uh, but like, what, uh, do you think, do you think cancel culture has just always been a part of human nature? Or have we got to this point where now it's uh, it's blown? It's it's really gone overboard. Because you listen, we used to burn people. We used to burn women because we thought they were witches. Is that cancel? I mean, that's really that's that's if you look back on history, there was the Inquisition when people wouldn't convert to Christianity. They were killed or vice versa. Other religions. When people weren't, uh, you know, agreeing with certain political parties way back when, you know, they were killed or like and then if uh, governments, if if countries wanted to like rule their way better than their way that we'd have wars. I mean, you just go everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff. So where do you think we are now with the whole 
cancel culture. Well, I, I think I want to I think I want to start by saying I think power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I think that's what people really need to understand. I mean, look what's going on in Australia right now. It is a war zone. And mm. you know, you you see the erosion of freedoms. And Jay, you've been to Haiti, you've been on 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 these missions. You understand what it is to go into a truly third world war-torn country. Uh, whether that's through urban yeah. violence or actual war. And when you when you understand that and you see that, it gives you an appreciation for this country. And I think what we've had since the baby boom generation, and I and again I can't speak to the Inquisition and the and the witches. I I, I do believe that is a form of cancel culture, but I'm not a historian. I, yeah, I do yeah. want I, I do want to do I think in our lifetime, and that's the best, you know, in our our era I think we've seen a lot of us were raised by baby boomers and a lot of us understand. I think baby boomers were babied by their parents. I think they're all in charge now. I think they're greedy, money hungry, uh, really some of the most vile creatures. Like the greatest generation was our grandparents or some of you are great grandparents. By the time we got to the baby boomer generation, that was the children. Most of those people never served in the Vietnam War. Or if they did, uh, it might have been their parents or very entitled, entitled people because they were left a chunk of money because the, the generation before them was the wealthy, one of the wealthier generations. And they were set up to do very well. I don't think it's the millennials to blame. I think you have to blame the people in charge that have caused it. And I think mm. cancel culture in general was born out of me too. And I think that the cancel culture that we know it now was born like out of social me media now yeah, has taken I, cancel culture as we know it. And yeah. I think, I think people need to appreciate and understand that your freedoms are being eroded every day. And they're being uh, like a, like a pickaxe just chipped at every mm. single day. And if you don't step up, you don't speak up, you don't say something. I've ne like I tell people when they ask me, John, should I buy ammo? I say ammo is never going to be cheaper than it is right now. Let me say that again. It's never going to be cheaper than it is right now. Once people get a taste for high gas prices or high ammo prices or this or that, I mean, even the ammo companies raised prices at the manufacturing level while there was a run on ammo. Why? Because they could and you wouldn't feel it. So there's always that that ability to to raise the stake count, I always like to say, or raise the stakes on a situation. And the government's doing that every single day. I mean, they, they waltz uh, uh, a certain doctor out there every day uh, and they give him absolute power, absolute power. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. We've seen the acquiescing on so many different topics and they can't even with a straight, I mean, Jen Psaki's stepping down because she literally can't keep a straight face anymore with these questions. She can't. Yeah. If you watch her, Jay, she cannot keep a straight face. I know people I that know. I can't even watch it anymore, man. I can't yeah. even watch it. It's like a clown show. I hate to get all Stephen A, but I know. That's no, okay. That it's okay. It's, 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 it's true. And they can't even keep a straight face. That's why no one's going to stay in that job for a year, two years. Are you crazy to try to defend that gong show? You, <laughs> you stay the whole way. You're going to be out of work. Because at some point, it all becomes like the onion. And I think that's a lot of what's going on. And in cancel culture in general, to your audience that I know is passionate about cancel culture, if you're going to truly practice it, everybody's done something wrong. Everybody could be cancelable. Everybody's had something in their past they could be canceled on. 
But where do you draw the line? And I know Bill Mars come around to having this conversation, which is a huge step. And I think a guy like that could be the bridge. And I've said it many times, Jay. I think part of me thinks that the reason it'll turn is because Biden will become a better story as an invalid than he is as a president. Making him the hero, sooner or later they'll turn on him because he's a better, his story is better as being incompetent. And then sooner or later, that's where the ratings will be. And it's all built on ratings. I mean, we say things aren't built on ratings. What's the first thing people cry about on YouTube? My views are low. So don't give me this bullshit that you're all about. Oh, I want to be pure and honorable. BS. All people care about is the ratings. Why? The ratings are what sells advertising. The ratings are what sells. And this is the stuff people won't tell you. And unfortunately, when people like Nicki Minaj or anybody step up and say, hey, my friend got the poke and his nuts don't work or whatever, even if it's a half-cocked joke, which we all know it was, they they cut her off at the knees. Yeah. You know, they cut her off at the knees. That's a lot of what goes on. It's, it's- uh, insanity. Let me take a couple super chats and we'll get back to the conversation. Uh, Brian, thoughts on the night, Jedi? Thank you for the $20. I have not seen Star Wars Visions. Haven't watched it yet. Uh, I don't have Disney Plus. I'm one of the people that canceled it after they fired my friend, uh, Gina. And if I want to watch something on Disney Plus, I usually go to my brother's house uh, to watch it. But uh, I haven't been able to go over there and seen it yet. But if I do get a chance and you're back in the chat, remind me, hey, I paid $20 for, you know, uh, upcoming, and uh, I will do my best to answer it. Get Jay a Tugs is here. Uh, well, I honestly, I have a time. It was in Mexico. Now I'm back over here and all that stuff. Uh, Tugs, two of my favorite people for $2. You I feel like Tugs. Tugs should have been down here as, like, a special guest photographer during the episode. I feel like should have worked that out before. Dun, dun, dun. Special guest. she was at the game when you were at the game. She might have. I'm not sure. No, I think uh, she said I'm living my best life. Oh, I see. Daryl for five. So far, cancel culture has made people from the right or gun people who are, who famous, are famous not able to speak out. Not able yeah. to speak out. Daryl, uh, that's well said. And I and I know you follow a lot of my stuff. And Daryl's actually a moderator in my uh YouTube uh channel, uh the John Bartolo show. And I, you know, I I, I think he's correct. I think it's just a lot of people are afraid to step up and actually speak. I mean, I ask the question all the time. You have a very informed, educated audience, Jay. How often on Fox News do they have ever have anyone having the gun conversation that owns an FFL or actually owns a gun store or actually has their money tied to the industry? How many times have you seen a CEO from a firearms company on Fox News? No, all they do is take a former Navy SEAL or somebody like that and say, talk about gun rights. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever freaking seen. It makes no sense. So the people whose income are actually tied to the, you know, to the industry, they don't even interview them. Um, Diego with the, I appreciate your take, Diego. That's why I was asking questions. Um, using the president of the, uh, presidents of the inquisition as such as a form of cancel culture are, uh, decisionists, <laughs> about the context of the time. Um, where they believed more supernatural, exp- yeah, expl- explanation. Gosh, you need to, you need to, I think that's what you wanted to say, right? 
well, I, off I, with things. Yeah, I, listen, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. What you're saying is because of their religious, religious beliefs, they believe it's something bigger. That's why they killed people and things like that. But uh, when it comes down to it, like that's why I was saying like what kind of canceling of a certain group or getting rid of listen what cancel culture has done now on you're scratching Twitter, crazy now am i really is it like yeah. going is it back to normal no fix your mic yeah no i i get what he's saying i can't stand I, that when it's messing up. i i get what he's saying and, and and he's not wrong but diego i would say this um whether you use the supernatural or anything as the guise of, of being able to cancel someone or burn them at the stake. Uh, you know, the, the thing is they're using something like the poke now as a, as a, as a movement to cancel people, they're using certain things. So whatever the tool that they use, I think at the breadth of it is still cancel culture, but yes, uh, I'm sure the inquisition things like that fall under, there's a supernatural component. Oh, Yeah. And that's from a lack of knowledge and a lack of understanding. I don't know what's wrong with my mic. Unplug it, bad, it. Isn't it. Unplug it and plug it back in. I just did. Uh, Amic Chat said, "said What up, drunk? Cancel culture is way out of hand. It's really sad that they were, I, the world is going that way of thinking. I hope it's, it's just a fad. I, I want to I answer that one while well, Jay fixes his mic because I think, I think that... Uh, he's right. And I do think eventually cancel culture is going to cancel itself out. I don't think cancel culture can last because it's gone to such far extremes and it's gone to such far uh, lengths. Like people are reaching now. Like we found a tweet from 14 years ago that said, you called Steve six fourteen, uh, you know, a, a dork and we're going to cancel you. And I, I think that's the stuff that's going to go the way of the Dodo a little bit. You know, I think that's the stuff that's going to go away. Because it's uh, ridiculous. Check one, two. Still a little scratchy, but better. But better. Uh, <sighs> it sounds like an imperial probe droid. I agree with that. Is it really that bad? Uh, so yeah. Weird. It's scratchy. Yeah, the tool, someone else brought it up, uh, Dr. Rachel. <laughs> the tool for canceling people in groups changes with every age, yes. But behind it, it hasn't changed. Yeah, that's 100% accurate. I mean, look, this is this is what we're... This is what we're like living around. This guy's here. He's a blue check mark. And he's like, dude, I hope you get COVID and die. And he's able to get it. And that's and that's where it's insanely, you know, where I talked about earlier, Jay. And I want to touch on this. It's important. This is where I, I talked about earlier. The left doesn't put people in boxes. They're not willing to say telling somebody to die is not OK. And that's what should scare the hell out of everybody. I'm going to be very honest with you guys, aside from everything else, what should scare you is their unwillingness to say, you know what, regardless of our differences, that's not okay. Saying that is not okay. There's no one stepping up and, and, and acting in that way. And that's, that's part of the problem because basically like the gloves are off, the cuffs are off. The inmates are running the asylum. They can say whatever they want. They can put whatever they think about it. If somebody said that on our side of the fence or in our circle, there would hands down be canceled. Their Twitter would be pulled. Uh, it's ridiculous. My, there goes my light. Everything's falling apart. 
over here on my studio <laughs> you're fine you're fine i, I ask you ask your next question I'll, I, you can fix everything you put your batteries back on Ooh, that's so <laughs> crazy um there we go your mic's probably just over eating shout out to geeks and game man i've live streamed for like five hours without a, a mic problem i just wonder i wonder if the cable's just now going bad uh or for whatever reason who knows what's up michelle i see you in the chat Star Wars Real Talk. I see you guys. Um, were you... Look, a lot of questions are coming in about cancel culture. Listen, we're having a conversation. I don't want anyone to get heated. I don't want anyone to get mad at each other in the chat. We welcome differences of opinion, uh, different statements and things like that. Uh, so just, you know, let us have... that. It's a beautiful thing to talk. It's a beautiful thing to talk. And this is just... This is just what we are and what we're, what we're trying to do. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no voices. How do you suggest we navigate moving forward uh, when we're vilified for supporting our rights? Well, I don't think you'll ever be vilified, no void. I, I, I think that's reaching. And if you're looking for some fucking cosmic apology, I don't think you're going to get it. If you're looking for somebody to say, you know what, this whole group of people are right. You're right when you vote. And when you vote and you put your guy in or you speak up or share, that's when you're pushing your message. Uh, if you're referring to a greater mission of navigating all this, I don't think it's about navigating it. I think it's uh, or acquiescing. I think it's about kicking the fucking door down. And I think it's about saying, no, we're here. This is what we believe. Is this still the country that we're free in to have the conversation or is it not? Because if it's not, I'll go to Costa Rica or I'll go to somewhere else. You know, I'm out. You know, and I think that's what it's about. And it's about standing your ground and saying, hey, this is what I feel. I'm still in a country where I have the right to feel a certain way. If that answers that. I think so. Uh, snowed up for two. Japanese didn't invade because of the Second Amendment. There is some truth to that. And, and, and again, that might be a little bit of a riddle wrapped in an enigma. I'm familiar with that theory. I, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, uh, I think more so the better example to look at one of the reasons we couldn't win in Vietnam was because it's very hard to beat an indigenous, an armed indigenous population in its home turf. Uh, it's insanely difficult. It's been very hard to accomplish for thousands of years. I wouldn't want to start in Texas if I was thinking of invading. Mm. Some heated comments coming through, man. Cancel culture really yeah. touchy. Uh, Duke says, I'm an Aussie, and thanks to the police here, I can't leave the country to see my wife. I haven't Policy, seen her yeah. since February 2020. That's how restricted we are. Keep up the good work, gents. Number one. Luke, shout out to all my Australian friends, and I have tons in the fight game in the UFC, and they have a very difficult time getting to this country to even feed their family to to go to and, and fight. It's a shame. Man, it's a mess. My heart, my heart goes out to you, brother. Like that's uh, that I, it's it's very hard for someone like me to even understand what even some people in this country is going through because in Florida. When we were locked down for only about three weeks, it was very weird. Like, uh, and I couldn't imagine people being months after month after month. After the three weeks, we started opening up. Restaurants mm. were opening up. Everything. People were walking. People were going back to the park. We were outside. We were going to the beach. Our governor started lifting tolls, you know, saying, drive, go out there. Our theme park started opening. Uh, you know, I'm taking selfies at theme parks because they're so empty. And people in other states are like, what are you doing? Like, how did you get, or did you break in? You know, and it's just like, 
now we're open man like like we're we're open we're open uh the problem isn't stupid people those have been around forever the problem is platforms like twitter and msm saying that they are right and elevating them i think you have a point there uh in some instances yeah i mean it's just that's how it is yeah jay has wore out cables yeah Mm. that's how it is uh daryl would love to see you all in the john bartolo chat room yes the link to his YouTube channel is in the description. If you're not subscribed, he has great conversations, amazing guests, and uh, they're da- they're it's down there. So please subscribe over Star Wars Real Talk Thanks, for a dollar. Bro. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate the the support here. Uh, your mic must be haunted. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I dropped it. I don't know. It was working fine like the past few days, yeah. but I can hear an echo. I, I'm telling you, I think it's like crappy stuff. Trying to like mix with like really good stuff once, over there. Once you talked about the witches, the mic went. <laughs> uh, why can't we riot? Why? Well, that's a great question. A lot of people do say that. Uh, I think, and I want to take that question in the sense that I think you mean it. I I think there's there's a conflicting intersection right you you can't be anti-police and anti-military and then attempt to get to gun confiscation right so so i'm going to kind of answer this question in a roundabout way it's very hard to be those things i don't think rioting is necessary i think what people have to do is people have to step up just like you and start sharing and, and putting this stuff out there and putting this message out there and i don't think it'll come to that i think the riots that have gone on previously which if you're referencing those were a joke i mean those were just people that didn't want to go to work in the morning it's honest to god true uh, so I, I I don't think necessarily rioting. It, we're at that point. Maybe get some ammo, but uh, cancel culture has been a science for a while. To a lesser extent, it's about controlling the narrative and power. Cancel culture mm. is academia infecting society. A lot of truth to that. Uh, a lot of truth to that. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Controlling the narrative and uh, uh, yeah, I think it's it's huge. Uh, thank you for popping in. No problem. No problem. No problem. Uh, hey, drunk 3PO, will you be joining Star Wars charity stream from St. Jude's? Watching you guys together is pure gold. Um, he hasn't. Uh, I haven't talked to him about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't talked to him about it, so I don't know. Like, if he sends me an invite, I think I'm going to be here. I'm getting ready to leave tomorrow morning to head to Boston. I'll be back around the 10th of October. And uh, I think his is on the 15th. So if I. He might already have a, a nice lineup. I'm not sure. Nice but panel. If, yeah. Yeah. If not, it's it's all good. I'm supported. I, I'm I love what he's doing. It's a friend of mine. I, I hope he raises two hundred thousand. He's a great cause too. Yeah. I hope he I hope he does two hundred thousand dollars. Um. You're in Vegas. Were you shocked when uh, what happened with Gina over Twitter? You know. You know, it. I was I was a huge fan. Town, you know. Yeah, I was a huge fan. Uh, as many know, I'm a big fan of the fight game. I'm a big fan of of training and being more capable. So I enjoy all that stuff. So I was very aware of of who Gina was. I was a fan of the Mandalorian. I know she had a uh, Vegas roots, and I we actually share Jay quite a few mutual friends. Oddly enough, uh, we just hadn't crossed paths, and I I truthfully enjoyed. Like I thought. I thought doing a a streaming show was great for her. I thought it was a phenomenal thing. And I thought she played that, that role is her. She is Cara Dune. She's irreplaceable in that role. Uh, And she did a phenomenal job with it. I was very shocked 
that she got canceled at the extent she got canceled. But I think what happened in my theory, and I've watched all you guys' stuff, everybody in this chat room, I've watched every channel's take on it. I think what happened was a snowball began, and I think a lot of people internally did not like her and did not uh, uh, maybe feel her genuineness. And I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't like the Tom Brady smugness. You know, they don't like the, oh, gee, Willikers. And she had a really easy way of basically saying a great way of saying fuck you in a roundabout way and i think that irked them a little bit and i think it slowly ate at them in the moment they had a chance to cut her throat they did and it's unfortunate yes i was very surprised i thought she was a star i thought she was a shining spot and i thought if they were going to eat shit on anyone meaning the woke left bananas side of disney because i think kathleen kennedy is pure cancer i think she's absolutely cancerous i think she's been rich for a very long time i think she's disconnected i think she hangs around at the iv in la with her woke friends she has no fucking clue what goes on at the ground level and she has no clue what uh, actual fandom is represented and i was very surprised she went to that extreme instead of championing a strong woman in in in, in a great in a great what was going to be become a great story arc well, you know what was funny? To prove your point about Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, I think she's a puke. The next, well, the next day, she released a video uh, about the Oscars. About the Oscars, yeah. We, and she got, yeah. we here at Lucasfilm empower strong women, and we're going to push strong oh, women, okay. fade in, all this stuff. The next day, after they fired her, the next day, it was so it was such a bad take. That the Academy Award removed the, I think they took the comment sections out. They, they took they all started, that stuff out. They started testing a new uh, fake thing that was you couldn't see the comments and the down votes. Yeah. And first of all, all the listen, nobody cares about the Oscars. Nobody cares about the VMAs anymore. Those shows <laughs> are dying. Literally, Conor McGregor has to throw a drink at Machine Gun Kelly to make the VMAs relevant. I was at a fight. I, a couple of weeks, I was at a fight a couple of weeks ago. I was, they're they're perfectly fine. They're friends. I mean, I Machine Gun Kelly goes to every fight. I mean, that is the most bullshit stage thing I've ever fucking seen. But the reason they do stuff like that is to try to drum conversations around the VMAs or the Oscars. I mean, who the, who the fuck wants to celebrate those people? And what person is watching that? Don Lemon? I mean, who is watching that? And that's in that. And that's part of, you know, the, the we want to sell you this. Why? Because we've done it for 100 years. Tell me another award ceremony that airs on TV that way and, and portrays these actors as like they're God's gift to the world. Like we're lucky to have them. It's a privilege. It's not a right. And they seem to think it's a right. And they just laugh. I, I remember the Emmys. What was it? The Emmys that just happened? Not, mm-hmm. not, none of them were wearing masks. They were all sitting together mm-hmm. in California and all this I stuff. Mean, Tony, for, <laughs> Tony for five. We need to have a Gina Carano J show. Um, she's filming her movie, man. She's in Montana. Uh, I actually I met. I want to see what area of Montana she was in. I asked her. Yeah. You can tell me later. I, Has you anybody know. in the chat watched an award show? Like yeah. now with like social media, like if something really, like you said, if something really odd happens, 
then people will on talk Twitter. About it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, and that was the most staged thing ever. And th- this is what I talk about honoring false gods, guys, paying attention to false shit. If you think for one second Conor McGregor has a beef with Machine Gun Kelly, you're on drugs. You're on drugs. Okay. I, I will tell you that right now. He, he could care less. Conor McGregor's worth half a billion dollars. He could care less. He's the highest paid athlete. That's just a drum conversation. And that's what they do. They hit you with these indirect kind of things. Like this podcast would be 500 times better if Jay, you know, told me to go F my, oh, we said something prolific. So people attempt to do something prolific instead of reporting it as it happens. If it bleeds, it leads because there's just not enough excitement around an actual award show because nobody cares. Nobody cares about rich people getting together, having a stake and telling each other how important they are. It's like a shitty Rotary Club meeting. That's why they wear crazy clothes. So people will talk about them the next day. Exactly. Megan Fox wore like a half naked. And the uh, ratings are terrible. And Megan Fox hasn't been relevant. The ratings are terrible. The ratings are way, way down. So the only way they can drum it up is if they drum, drum up support on social media. You know, I mean, that's, that's part of it, but there's a disconnection. Uh, There's a huge disconnection. Uh, real quick, Amy says, I know the hat is available. The hat is not available right now. We outsold the company, and the shirts and the hats will be back in stock October 4th. Jeez. So once October 4th, October 5th hits, uh, we will every, – every avenue that I have, we're going to blast it out there so you have the information before they're gone uh, next time. And you time. guys got to get in there and buy support. Yeah, because they go quick. Like these hats were supposed to be for sale for two weeks. They were on sale for 24 hours and they took them down because we outsold everything that they had. <laughs> we outsold them all, man. Like, not even close. I can't uh, even get a hat. That's how outsold they are. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they weren't ready for us. They weren't, they're ready now. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Abu Nas, my brother, I'm going to meet in New York here real soon for 10. Passing by to say hello to my brother. Salute to your great guest, John Bartolo, as you both drop truth bombs all over the place. I'll catch Appreciate the playback it. when I get home. Much love. Dark Council for Life. That's right. I'm on a I'm on a podcast show every Tuesday night around nine um, with some of the most amazing black content creators. I stick out like a sore thumb, but they're my friends. Um, talking about all the craziness in the world uh, and all culture and everything else, too. So it's it's absolutely Thank You're you synthesizing. You're synthesizing again. You sound like that's crazy. Taylor. I know. No, Cal- Calista asked a good question. Uh, you mentioned AOC wearing the dress. AOC went to Boston University, uh, as did I at one point. Um, after I went to University of Massachusetts, uh, I, I I understand. I understand AOC. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, I understand what she is. She's a product of that education, and she's a product of being a uh, a working class uh, Latina, and she's someone that wants to build a, a message. You don't put a dress on like that 
unless you're trying to get headlines. She understands that she's trying to become famous. There's no money in being a member of Congress unless you steal. So everybody that you see that has like millions of dollars that's been in government their whole life, like Uncle Joe, uh, the big guy, uh, all, all these different people, it's because they're doing back alley deals to sell influence. AOC is going to do it through fame. She's going to probably get some five or $10 million ridiculous book deal because she grabs so much, so many different headlines. It doesn't matter what's trending. She's going to run with it. Uh, the, the whole green new deal was ridiculous. The whole, the whole, her whole approach to how she handles herself in Congress is ridiculous. If you go back and look at any line of questioning, she's ever spearheaded to any, uh, potentially nominated official or elected official or, or a uh, public space person. She has no idea what she's talking about. She's done zero research into the matter and she doesn't know exactly, uh, uh, what she's talking about when she gets into these topics. And then she'll wear a shirt to the Met Gala that's says tax the rich okay go over to all your rich donors and actually put that in play and let's see how long you last as an elected official thought it was uh funny you know yeah i mean she had the gall to like wear that to where she was uh where she was at i mean i was was just kind of like really is that what's going on here Yeah. I mean, in the end, the people that pay attention to her, go watch my video instead. Go watch one of my episodes instead for 30 minutes. Go watch one of Jay's episodes for 30 minutes. Go leave a review on a podcast. Don't pay any attention to her. All she's trying to do is build a fame fame snowball to take herself to the next level, whatever that is, a book deal, presidential run. Let me ask you this this question. Hopefully my mic uh, doesn't mess up, but no, you're good. The gun culture is shunned from Hollywood, from pop culture a lot. Oh, it's comical, but yeah. Yet, but yet, in almost all the movies, they use big booms. Yes. Big guns, they show them off, they do everything, click, clack, make it cool looking. I mean, everything. But then when it comes to the culture, it's bad. Well, you know, and that's one of the where, reasons. Where, where is that coming from? Like, well, I, I think one of one of that's one of the reasons Keanu's become such a beacon of of support from the firearms industry, and people really enjoyed the John Wick movies. And that goes part and parcel just the idea that he actually trains for that. He's actually at the range. He's actually doing jujitsu and judo. He's actually a belted jujitsu practitioner as well. Uh, so he's a, he's a very knowledgeable guy when it comes to martial arts and being more capable. So he's, he's honing his tradecraft. I think in the past, there are guys that have been supporters of the two a within Hollywood. Uh, I think that's since faded, you have total assholes like Liam that literally make their living off of, firearms in movies but then want to uh uh you know talk poorly about them or that people shouldn't own them or whatever and they all make their living one of the reasons firearms are so so uh, uh readily available in movies is they add automatic drama and tension the minute you introduce a gun to the screen it automatically adds tension and drama what's that person going to do with it so i, I don't I don't see the action genre dying anytime soon. It's just, it's too big of a genre, but I do see that conflict I talked about. People don't want to support the the blue line. People don't want to support police and military. People don't want to support civilians owning firearms yet. 
that's what everybody wants to go see. So how where that collision happens, Jay, is part of the problem. You know, where that collision happens, at the end of the day, people say, what? Like, what, what are you going to do? You're going to ban them and then we're going to make movies about them? I mean, what are we going to make movies about? That's, I mean, that's the thing. It doesn't matter... I mean, uh, hugs and kisses. I almost can't, I, I don't I, know. I almost can't even think of a movie that didn't involve some level of some level of firearm. violence or some level of, of, of someone exercising some masculinity. You can go back and watch some of the greatest movies that ever introduced. Go watch the movie Love Story. It, the, the lead character plays hockey in the damn movie and he gets a penalty for getting into a fight. You know, what are we going to do? Ban the movie Love Story for toxic masculinity? Oh, we can't show that anymore. Uh, it, there's hockey in it, and he actually gets in a fight. In the it, It's completely ridiculous what it's become. I mean, at this point, it, it, they would like everything to be fantasy and fiction, I, I assume. <laughs> I mean, even fa- I like take my favorite, you know, Star Wars. They had guns, you know. They had guns that we all wanted to play with, and it's just like. It's it's absolutely insane. Real quick, Elmo Prime has renewed his membership. Y'all know what that means. Mm-hmm. If you're new here, you get a little Rose Tico dance. Thank you so much. And Vark of Ard. What a name. Uh, what a name. Great stream, guys. It's all about bubbles. The larger your bubble, the more you believe in the individual. It breaks my heart. A few can't be helped. Mm. Uh, bubbles are big, man. Like that, oh, that. Yeah. I, I think everyone in that Hollywood mindset is like, it, and they just keep, it, I just don't get it. They just keep showing their true colors. Like when, like during the lockdowns, all the celebrities were like, hey, stay in your house. And they all got basketball courts and you know olympic size swimming oh, pools yeah. and home theater systems mm. and like like i remember arnold arnold had like a zoo and yeah. like acres of land he could run and go do stuff and he's like guys stay in your house while like common folk you know like me we all huddled together yep. you know in our two ones <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like we I ain't got no basketball court to go play. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't stay in my house. I if I lived in your house, I'd probably, probably never leave. Never. You know, Arnold, I'd probably never leave over there. But uh over over here, we don't have all that stuff. Yeah. So so they just kept pushing that over and over, and it, they're just like, you guys can do it. Now, now we're at this point where celebrities are coming out saying, like, we need to split up. United States, you hear that one? Like mm. that's going around. Like they're just saying, you know, we should probably just have two Americas at this point. Because I can't stand people like John. Like I don't. Basically, they're saying we don't like what this guy stands for. We don't like it. So maybe we should just split. Yeah, you know, there, and, there's there's been a lot of different um, interesting conversations about that. I know in the Northwest there was a portion of Oregon, and Washington, and. They were talking about that. And, you know, I think you see the the, the line drawn, uh, I would say, a little bit darker or a little bit sharper with a, with a Sharpie there uh, in terms of where everybody is. And I, and I do think we are essentially a, a country divided in two. And, you know, it's going to be interesting how that plays out. I, I think we have to find the middle, um, I, depending on what happens and who runs. And I think we know 
where my support's been in the past and candidates I've worked with and, and, and understand. I, I think there's some interesting people out there having interesting conversations. People like Tulsi Gabbard uh, are, are, you know, she might be a Democrat, but she's having some interesting conversations and people like Bill Maher. And I'm looking to the left guys for a specific reason, because I think that some of them will come senses and say, whoa, 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 we, we, we got to have a middle here. Um, because if we all agree that we're on the sensible side of the aisle, at what point to, who's going to be the olive branch, right? Like, where's the olive branch? Is, is it somewhere between Bill Maher and the entertainment space? Because I promise you guys this, if cancel culture is everybody's worst enemy, then it's everybody's worst enemy. It can come for anyone. It, 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 it came for that moron in, in uh, New York, Cuomo. You know, uh, you know, I mean, imagine sitting there and saying, I'm Italian. That's why I di- it did what I did. Uh, it makes no sense. So I think, I, I think that cancel culture might be the thing that sets us free, too, because they're going to get so scared on the left side that people are going to come for them with like pitchforks and tiki torches that they're going <laughs> to they're going to acquiesce and, and understand that we can't take it to that to that to that level. Doesn't you said sense. something to me. That uh, has not has resonated so deep was uh, uh, Zuckerberg holding mm-hmm. the American flag that day. Mm hmm. And he was like trying to like do the jet ski and hold the American flag. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, what is he doing? And he's like, uh, he's getting ready in case certain people are oh, voted into in. office. I, I said that to you. That's yeah. going to clamp down on social media. They know it's coming. So so all the social media uh, uh, heroes, Zuckerberg and, and Jack over Twitter and, and all these guys, they know that it's going to be a massive gouging this was one of the only presidents in history that won while down ballot he lost everything his entire party lost everything and that's going to continue to trend i think when the house of representatives comes back to the right and the senate does continue to push into the right which i think it will uh you're gonna and you have a handful of governors really interesting compelling governors races coming i think you're gonna see all those guys start to chill out a little bit because it's not going to be high time if they put in publishing laws. And if they put those in and they start subjecting some of those platforms to litigation, you're going to see them change their tune real quick when stock prices start to fall. But you have to hold well, those people accountable. Well, my thing is our governor in Florida passed a law that I'm allowed to sue social yep. media platforms if I feel like I'm being censored. Yep. Uh, it's very difficult. I, my, everyone knows my Twitter got kicked. But it's a start. Um, and I got a lot, I actually had a lawyer send me an email. Like you want You ready? You're in Florida, right? You ready? You ready to go, man? You want to sue? I was like, good. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. Cause I, maybe they had a, you know, because I was playing music. Um, I was playing music and I guess you're not allowed to do that on Twitter and all that stuff while millions of other people are playing music. And it was like five, 10 seconds. Um, and you know, you know how it goes, Jay. Someone will have a big case at some point. Eventually, you'll and censor someone. You'll censor yeah. the wrong person. Yeah. And, yeah, and it'll be precedent. And I yeah, open the door to maybe Trump doing it. Trump is a Florida resident. That is true. I, I didn't even think about that. That's true. Trump is a Steve, Florida resident. Steve, Steve says, says I was. I'll get my echo down. I was just talking to a friend today and he thinks we need to go to violence to fix things. I pray that we don't have to, but I'm worried it might. 
I don't. Yeah, violence never solves anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're. It's gonna have to turn violent. I think if more people step up and actually, listen, you can you can hate the person, whomever it is that you support. And there's there's a lot of great people to support. If you don't support three PO myself, certain people that are extending the message, you can find people that you support. I think until you exhaust all means, meaning you've you've shared everything you can share you've pushed everything you've done a super chat you've done this you've done that until you can crack into those areas and 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 really push and you've supported the people to the max that you can support i don't think violence is the answer i think i think at some point come down to slamming the door on someone that uh, comes by and says i'm here to register your firearms or i'm here to write i think that that i think what's going to happen first is you're going to see an ammo tax and I think when you see an ammo tax, see, see the left tries to go after the components on a firearm. They try to go after components. They try to ban 30-round magazines. They try to ban this and ban that. I think once they tax the ammo, that's going to be the issue that starts it all. 556 five, or 762, 556 five, always, no void. Thanks for answering that super chat. Again, like... Um... I think we're seeing though, I think we're seeing the I think we're seeing it swing back a little bit. I think I think it went way up high, especially in 2020, of uh, the crazies. And now mm-hmm. that a lot of things are being I guess exposed might be the right word, or uh being brought to light. Yeah. Of people like look, there's a there's a Twitter out there called uh libs of tiktok and they just post like like people saying oh like there's a new sexuality there's new this like we're gonna yeah so they're, they're actually there's people fighting right now on twitter because they want carnage and venom to be gay oh wow and like yeah in the spider-man universe and it's like and if you don't like that then you're, a yeah, you're in trouble yeah yeah like you're a horrible person and it's like uh huh like what and it gets to the point where people are like fine you can have it like we're gonna do our own thing and i think that is where we are out i think where we're at gina hit it on the head the rebellion is all about you know what let them keep their trash let them keep their movies I know they have characters that they, that we love. I know they had stuff that we love, but but they're not the same characters anymore. What they did to my man Luke Skywalker, he ain't the same Luke Skywalker that I'm in, you know, that I grew up with. That is, uh, who who is the hero? The nobody. They they changed him. Mm. They're changing all these characters for whatever they want to push, and bring giving us characters that were like. For me, as some people like the new one, fine, but that are just like, yeah, mm-hmm. that that ain't it for me. That ain't it for me. And so now the whole rebellion thing is make your own stuff, make your own books, make your own comics, make your own films, put stuff together. And I think we're at this interesting point where certain people are starting to take that jump. We got my good friend, Young Ripa, who's like so disgusted with the comic book industry. He's like, I'm making my own universe. He's like, but it's got to be good enough to compete with Marvel and DC. Like, I'm not I'm not just throwing out anything like I have got to be good enough to compete. 
You have people like Gina who got a chance to do what she wanted to do with Daily Wire. I want to make my own film. I want to read my own script. I want to direct. I want to put all this stuff together. Uh, and I'm going to do the very best that I can do with the money that I have that's been given to me. And it's us like pushing, promoting, talking. My good friend Fatal J, who is in the chat, um, he developed his own comic book. He loves ninjas. He loves things like mm -hmm. that it together i'm writing my own verse my own universe you know i've got my own book stories that were supposed to come out this year but we but young rip actually gave me a lot of advice he's like you just don't want to put it out like you want, want it to it. compete with what's out there you need it to compete with what's out there podcasts live streams things like that are becoming extremely popular and the mainstream news media hates it like yeah that's why they constantly people hate youtubers they hate them well well you saw you saw they the hate them you saw the networks jay double down on youtube and streaming everybody moved to streaming and they were in such a rush to get there you saw so much m a act you know mergers and acquisitions at level and you saw literally peacock freaking out absorbing wwe you saw disney plus getting a hold of the marvel universe you saw everybody scrambling to build the because they fought it for so long they said the movie industry will be fine that's where we'll make our bones the movie industry is going to represent a fraction of what streaming is is now even now uh at this point and i think what we're seeing is intersection of good and evil somewhere around what i call karen culture Okay, we have this Karen culture that's popped up and everybody, you know, when they're when you don't agree, they double down. And that's where the Karen culture comes in. If you turn around and say to somebody on the left, hey, I don't agree with that. I think this you see them double down on it, want to burn your car, want to burn your house down and want to see you fired. Nobody remembers the reason why. And it's like almost like everybody needs to go into a, a therapy session with their spouse or their significant other and, and hug it out and just be like, listen, it is OK in the United States of America for me to disagree with your point and offer a healthy counterpoint. And that's where you have to draw the line. And that's where the conversation always should be. But I think because of social media, because of cell phones, because of the last 30 years and the dependency on that, I only talk on the phone. Jay knows this. I hate texting. Yeah. If you text me more than three times, I'm yeah, picking he calls, up. He calls, yeah. I'll call yeah. because I'm not putting that much down on a text. And if I, I, I talk to a, a decent amount of high profile people, I'm not texting with them. I, I have those conversations and those conversations stay there. But I'm adult enough to be able to have the conversation. If you disagree with me, come on down and tell me your rationale. When I disagree with you, you're going to try to burn me, burn my house down. I, I don't know. And that's, and that's kind of where you see this intersection of good and evil. It's, it's somewhere along the lines of a uh, Karen culture. Well, that's, I mean, again, that's the thing. It's, it's getting to that point of like, like no voice said that we are the counter. Am I echoing yes. again? You're Am echoing I again. No, you're, you're a hundred percent right. It's, it's the, the, Oh, it has to be okay to have a counterpoint. And I think, you know, to some mention doing a, 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 you know, it turning violent or potentially leading into that. I think what you have to do, and, and there is, the right has its problems, guys. 
I'm going to be straight with all of you in here. The right has its problems. And the problems with the right are are not necessarily that we didn't invest in social media the way that we should. The the right is a giant dick measuring contest. I don't know where that started and I don't know why that, that is. But you always see it on the right. There's a less willingness to be supportive. There's a less willingness to to support and donate to a chat or a Patreon. There's a less willingness to say, this guy's a good guy and I want to help him. And the reason for that, I think, is on the right, there's such a deep, steeped history of I did this or like even in the gun industry, you know, I killed five people. So that makes me more legit. That makes me more of a gun owner than you. Uh, there's, there's a weird pecking order on the right that for whatever reason, I don't know why it exists. I don't know why it's there. I'm not a psychologist, but I think the right makes a, makes a mistake sometimes of, of not promoting everybody's thoughts. You have to be a certain type of person to fit a mold on the right. And if you don't fit that mold, we're like, oh, we're going to put him over here. There's a lot of gatekeepers on the right part of the part of the issue and there's a lot of ego it's a mess uh that's all it is igniting the plans it's like braveheart it's like it's like we're all in a meeting and we're like you're gonna honor these papers you're gonna honor this and you're gonna honor that there's a lot of that that goes on jay i've been in these rooms i've seen these conversations i mean i can promise you right now for example there will be a conversation at some point between DeSantis and Trump as to whether or not he runs and, and who's going to run and who's going to take the mantle and who's going to support who and who's going to rat fuck the next person. I, personally, I think DeSantis should do his term in Florida. I think he's doing freaking great things there. Uh, I think uh, seniors should run again. I think he's the best person probably for the party going forward uh, to try to unite it. And it would be such a great story if he was back. It would be a very interesting one. But I think that, you know, on the right, there's too much ego. Uh, could, uh, yeah, that's the thing. I have to run. I really appreciate you, Jay, in this community. People, if you haven't checked out John's show, do it. It's also fantastic. Jay, I hope you do more of these, hopefully on the road with your truck. Much love, Elmo Prime. Amazing supporter of this channel. Yeah, my dream is... My dream is to get a big, uh, not a big, a four-door truck, and I want to just drive through America and do, like, a podcast and record national parks and go to different things and, like, do that for, like, do it for, like, uh, six months. Just drive. Go. I want to go up the east, then down, down, and up and down, you know, back and forth, and that's what I want to Amen. That's how that's how I talk, Steph. Yeah, probably. I just want to make sure my mic is working, been having issues with it. So, you know. But yeah, that's my dream. Like it's not a big dream, but it's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I think I that's every see, dream. I think I think I want to see America. Some people like being home. Some people are homebodies. Like, and that's cool. Some people <laughs> that's cool, but know, it's not okay. You need to get outside, know. guys. Get some vitamin D. Go walk around. I think everybody needs to get outside a little bit. I just would love to promote people that aren't as famous that are doing really cool things. I think that's what like all this movement is pushing. I see people like this person right here. She's got an Etsy store, store where she's going to be selling things and stuff like and that 
everyone should have something like that. I think everyone should be. And then I saw Matt Vader in here. He part of the podcast. He's doing his podcast thing. I just see like people in my chat that I know a little bit better than others and how they have this passion inside of them. And they just need a little more promotion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, I would love to do that for them. I would love to give them a little, like, like, a little push. kick in the pant. I don't well, know, push, it, whatever you and, whatever and you want to say. It's like I, that's that's I, the rebellion. That's pushing against the system. That's highlighting people that have amazing talents. Like this person here, uh, her name is Tabitha. She painted this Cara Dune. Mm. A tremendous artist, but uh she needs more eyes on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh it would she would need more eyes on her. And that's what the rebellion, that's what pushing back against buying, buy, it's, it's, going to Walmart and buying a shirt. I'd rather support this person than go support a corporate, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, to me, it's like, uh, let me support this person who has a dream and a goal that wants to be a painter, you know, then go into some corporation that's buying stuff from China and just manufacturing it and selling it and saying, here, here you go. Go get it. That that's just me. And if I could put that together in like a show and just drive around in my truck and stop over here and be like, look at this awesome yeah. thing here, and look at this awesome thing here, and this person's trying to do a fan film, and this person's writing a sci-fi adventure, and this and what? Why did you do this? And what's your motivation? I think that's just uh, the begin. We're at this beginning phase of of people saying, I would rather support them than what Hollywood's pushing out. I'd rather support them than what Disney's pushing out. I'd rather support them than this. Well, and I, I know there's thousands of people that would support them if they knew that they existed. Well, I, th right? I think, I think Jay, what has to happen is you, you have to explain to your audience and your audience needs to understand this is the platforms that we're building, you included, are platforms that are meant to create equality of opportunity for the people yes. that have the same thought process of you. And the problem is it's very okay for the left to create equality of opportunity and even in some instances, equality of outcome. But on the right, when we attempt to build a platform that creates equality of opportunity, you brought up a podcast we talked about, uh, I think it was, it was the H2 or whatever they are. I don't even know who they are. That, that podcast, uh, you know, I think that the left is very okay with a podcast like that existing and creating an equality of opportunity for people that go on that to talk about left issues or whatever is going on or whatever social justice thing. They're playing everyone to H3 podcast, yeah, H3, whatever. I don't even know who they are. Uh, yeah. you know, whoever they are, uh, uh, in the, the YouTube's fine with that. All the governing bodies are fine with that. But then when Jay drunk three PO tries to create the same platform built on a quality of opportunity, just like you're talking about to go out there and enhance the voice of some people, they don't want to hear that because your end message doesn't agree with theirs. No, and I'm taking money out of their pocket. Yeah, well, that's what it boils down to, too, is the fighting for the wallets. And that's why I tell everybody in here, uh, eventually, at some point on the right, we have to unite the clans. And that was part of the reason why I reached out to you guys. That was part of the reason why I've reached out to, to other like-minded individuals. And it's not about right or left. It's about just having the right mindset to open the conversation, to have a dialogue, to be open and honest about saying, I support this and, I'm, and be okay with it. But I think people don't understand your time, effort, and energy, like people in here that are commenting right now on they saw AOC's this, they saw that, they need to go into some of these YouTube channels of guys like yourself, guys, guys like Jeremy, guys like me, and they need to go and support those shows. Tap an extra thumbs up. Go to old episodes. Share them. 
Go, go find clips. Put your energy into that and stop focusing on what AOC wears to the Met Gala. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Blood Goat for five. Thank you for the super chat. SJW is trying to make characters like Venom gay. Uh, all they are really saying is they don't believe the gay community is created enough to make their own. Now, on that point, uh, on that point, and I don't want to stay too uh, much on that topic because I'd, I'd like where we were going before. But yeah, this is like this is this is the Twitter conversation with people. Uh, this is my friend, Masters of the TDS. He was just they were they were talking about okay, they're gonna they're gonna put Venom in a gay relationship. This guy shows up out of nowhere. He's like, if it was she Venom and Eddie, you'd eat that s right up. You are a homophobic piece of crap. Uh, that will be stuck in the past while society evolves toward the future. Just, just, I mean, this is, they don't want conversation. They want to name call you. They want to throw mud in your face. Yeah. They want to like shut you up. They want to just tell you you're wrong. How dare you even question? How, how dare, so what? Venom is going to be gay. How dare you even question it? What's wrong with you? You know, and it's like that's that's the problem. You read this uh, Twitter feed. It's just people at, like they're like, what? Like, like why would why you, would you like, 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 why you would know. you do that? You know, to the to the characters and stuff like that. But again, this is where we are. People don't want to talk. People don't want to explain. Uh, and then what that does is when you come at people saying, oh, you don't want Venom to be gay. Well, then you're a phobe, this phobe, that phobe, that phobe. And now you've built an even bigger wall. Because you'll never be able to talk because you're so angry that people don't agree with you and and you just keep have has you your know audience, what I'm saying like I do. Just, has your audience ever considered that the reason Hollywood and in the entertainment industry continues to pump sequels, prequels, and reruns down your throat is because they're trying to consume you with those topics and those things to talk about as opposed to talking about actual relevant things and actually doing things like supporting uh, uh, the shows and the shares and everything else. I mean, you guys, there's 201 people in here, I promise you. If you all went to Jay's page or you went to my page, I know Steph just shared it and actually took the time to tap thumbs up on 10 videos and you would make a huge difference. That is a movement. And the reason that Hollywood and entertainment industry want to consume you with sequels, prequels, and reruns is because they know you'll talk about them. They know you'll pick them apart. They know they, you'll make them the centerpiece of the conversation. And they'll, they'll, they'll kind of uh, lull you into submission over time. You need to step up. You need a comment. You need to get into these some of these chats. You need to start to begin to focus on everything else and not obsess over those things. Uh, exactly. The, the, this is why this channel is a like. I love talking pop culture and movies and reviews and watching stuff, but I gotta be honest. I'm like, I don't want to watch anything anymore. No, you should like you. You said it best earlier, Jay. You unsubscribed from Disney Plus. Your friend was no longer supported by that platform. You walked away, and you said, "I'm done." This person did something to my family. Yeah. And I think if everybody took that approach, if everybody in this chat understood, stop focusing on what the other side is doing and start spending that extra 10 minutes a day focusing on what you can do. Hey, Jay, love the message today. Share it in your Instagram. Anybody who tags me and shares something into their IG or Twitter, I will absolutely do everything in my power to retweet it, to enhance your message, to whatever following I have, wherever it is, and whenever you share it. 
but I'm 100% obsessed with going forward and doing I'm doing and avoiding the rest. You know, uh, if, if Marvel wants to make all its characters as, as gay as could be, transsexual, homophobic, whatever, and that's what they want to do to their brand, I can go, click, thanks, don't want to participate anymore. I'm going to move on. If that's the route they think is best for them, then, hey, they can have it all. That's what I, I know. And it's just... Like when it came to Star Wars, it was like, you know, Star Wars is just so big in my personal life. And just to kind of see it, it I'm at the point now where it's like you got to look at it with a different lens. Sitting, and... around, yeah, sitting around and talking about it, Jay, and I know your mic's acting up. Sitting around and talking yeah. about it and, 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 and BSing about it is exactly what they want you to do. That's exactly what they want you to, to participate in because that dialogue is only going to get more people talking about it because they're recycling the same old garbage. They'll, they'll end up, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Venom. If anyone can see, I have Venom comics in here. I have the first appearance of Venom and, and Spider-Man, and then I have Secret Wars 8. I own both of the comics, and I own them, and I think 8s are better grades. But, I, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of the, the Venom story and the arc. They've already fucked it up in the first one. They told the story the wrong way. Why? Because they, don't have, they didn't have the rights to Spider-Man at the time. So they already fucked it up. The original origin story is already toast. I mean, we love Tom Hardy, but the reality is, I mean, as good as they make this one, the origin story is still garbage. Yeah, Secret Wars. Spider-Man had the costume. It was yep. given to him by the Beyonder, wasn't it? Yeah. So why? No, it was, he actually they found it with the Fantastic. They found Beast. it. That's yeah. right. That's so, right. That's right. Beyonder was in Secret Wars too. That's so, right. So, so I know the story really, really well. And anybody who wants to quiz me on it, the 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 problem is we accepted that. You see, it's like an acquiescing. You know, we've accepted. Oh, they can just change the origin story. Just let it go. You know, just let it go. That's why. <laughs> As a huge Marvel fan, as the comics, like when I when I saw that Thanos was the big bad, I was like, you watch and I'm like, I, they actually made MCU movie Thanos a hundred times cooler than comic book Thanos. Sure. And personally, I was kind of like, well, that's cool. Oh. Comic book Thanos is kind of a sissy. And if you were trying to impress a woman, um, you know, and if totally you remember different. If you remember, Jay, they made Thanos. Thanos in the comic book was like a spoiled brat. You know, he was like yeah, a yeah. gods. He was like a spoiled brat. And, you know, again, let's chalk it up as that was a very campy time in comic books. I think that at one point there was even a Thanos copter. So, so there was, yeah. there was, that, that, that was a very campy time in comic books. So we kind of can put that to us, to us, the side. Everybody's had a campy moment, but they did the yeah. same thing with Bane in the DC universe. Bane wasn't exactly this world beater in the comics. And he was actually yeah. a running joke in the original Batman uh, uh, series. I believe he was in the one with Val Kilmer uh, and uh, Uma Thurman at, at the time. I recall, right? It was Val Kilmer, Uma Thurman, that one. Uh, and, you know, look, that wasn't exactly a tour de force performance. No. Uh, you know, uh, Tom Hardy came in, you know, reinvigorated the character, made it uh, uh, more into in tune with what I think the essence of the character was. But in the comic, uh, it still was a little bit campy. I yeah I agree. That's why, uh, and and because it's funny now when I see people are like Thanos versus so and so, I'm like, well, is it movie Thanos or comic book Thanos? Comic book Thanos yeah. just killed people to impress Lady Death. He didn't care about yeah balance or any. And I'm like watching the movies, like, dang man, that's nothing like Thanos, like nothing. 
And and that's an example of them doing a a a good job re envisioning the character. Just like uh, one of the reasons the Dark Knight trilogy worked so well was because it, it they took the the old the detective comics. They made him more of a detective, and they took that story, that whole arc, and and yeah. really went deeper than I, I think Christopher Nolan even could have possibly imagined. And he just had such a strong grasp of the character. Uh, Brian, this is your second $20 super chat asking the same question. <laughs> and I want you to know, I appreciate the super chat, but I have not seen star Wars visions. Yeah. Uh, so I cannot. Oh, it's George Clooney in the band. Yeah, I, I stand correct. Thank you, Callista. Appreciate it. I can't answer that question. Um, but since you've already spent forty dollars, maybe I'll get that one episode uh, just to just give you a, an answer. Is my mic still messing up? Yeah, your mic's still a little choppy. I, just, um, I don't know what's wrong. Did I drop it? Should I just smack it really hard? I don't know. Maybe unplug it and plug it back in. It's maybe it's definitely that's... echoing, and I think it's this the. The mic that's that's uh that's in the chest test test. So this is an interesting question. Uh, uh, while you're toying with that, I, I actually want to answer this guy. Three blood goat three. I disagree. Letting it go isn't the answer. I know people hate to hear this, but the fight needs to be bigger. The left has been fighting this whole time, while the majority of the right sits on their rump. I, I think I'm reading your question right, and I, I I agree with the back end of what you're saying. I but I also think on the on our side, I, I don't know what you mean by fight being bigger. I think we need to enhance enhance our voice, and I think we need to throw a bigger net. If I'm answering that correctly, uh, he was talking about like Venom. You know, they want to change Venom, and and you know, like what else? Basically, what we both were saying is just like they own it now. Yeah. What what can you do? They own it. Uh, They don't want to sell it. I need a new mic. Sony has been searching. (laughs) I will say this, guys. Sony has been searching for a long time for a a way to cash in on the whole uh, push for character-based movies, like uh, comic character-based movies. Sony has tried its run at Spider-Man for a long time. Obviously, they they butchered it towards the end and made it look like a shell of what it could have been. Not that I think Tobey Maguire was a terrible Spider-Man. I think he had his place. I think the movies just got goofy, but you also have to look at the time when those movies came out. Uh, I, I think uh, Marvel, the MCU, did a much better job with the property and actually what it was meant to be. I don't like the direction they're going in now with the souped up suits. And, you know, now basically Spider-Man has a suit that's like an Iron Man suit. Now, eventually everybody's going to be an Iron Man. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Spider-Man should be what he is, kind of like an ancillary player uh, in the Avengers and somebody that that kind of weaves in. I think the Venom property could have done really well in Sony because I think Sony can do some edgier things, but I don't like how they got away from the origin story and how they kind of have now kind of begun to deviate from the source material and develop this whole uh, uh, weird Eddie Brock uh, own sub story. It's almost like it doesn't mirror the comic. Um, We've been going almost two hours. How do I sound? Still bad? Perfect now. All right, perfect. I want to, I think, this is a good question uh, to kind of get heading towards the wrap-up time, but 
X-Wing for five. As a small creator, what's the best route to build your audience without getting absolutely smashed just for being right-leaning and fighting back? Now, I'm going to answer this first. It's a good one. No, Matt, I'm going to tell you this. Um, I'm not as hard. Uh, I, I, don't, I hate politics. I don't really have a... I don't know. I, I just hate politics. I don't come off as abrasive as my friends, Ryan and uh, Jeremy. But I have learned this. No matter what you say, it doesn't matter what you say. People, people will, will find something to criticize. Mm. So at least say something that's true to yourself. Uh, people will slam you for I just posted a comment on Twitter where someone was making fun of my eyes. They hate the way my eyes look. They said I look worse than a frog. I mean, they just like it's so it's like it is what it is. I'm just saying it's like be true to yourself, build your platform on what don't try to be like, well, if I say it this way, then somebody, you know, then maybe it'll be more of the middle ground and it won't upset mm -hmm. people. It doesn't matter. People will be upset no matter what you say, no matter what you do. They will always be upset. So be true to yourself. Be true to yourself and who you are. Uh, mm. Yep. Any thoughts on? Yeah, you know, and just... yeah, I, I think I think to everybody out there, I think we'd all like to see uh, uh, everybody have podcasts and everybody have platforms to everybody out there that I that doesn't want to participate in that I can completely use your energy to support, you know, brands you love and people you love and, and, and messages you love. Uh, I would say if you're going to start a, a, a platform and you want to not get slammed, uh, be honest, truthful and and you know, be straight up about your thoughts. But I always say this to everybody and it's easier to relate it to sports. Uh, if you're going to have a debate on sports with somebody, I always start it with this. And I would tell your whole audiences if they wanted to debate me on sports or comic books or anything else, listen, we can have the debate, but we can only present facts. So let me say that again. We can have the debate, but we can only present facts. So when you start out, you can have your opinions and you can have facts. The facts support the opinions. If people feel a certain way about the jab or this or that or whatever it is, Present your facts, which become your truth as to why you see it that way. And I think that's the best way to toe the line. I feel a certain way about firearms. I believe in the Second Amendment. Why? Because the second prevents an, an, an obstruction to the first or, or a, a, a shrinking of the First Amendment. Uh, we have to have freedom of speech and we have to have the Second Amendment. And to the people that spoke out about having the right to bear arms being a defense mechanism for the country, it absolutely is as well. So I think you have to support that with facts. History has shown us that. Somebody you know, shared the quote. I think that's really important. So I would say if you're going to have opinions, be able to to form your truth and support them with with supporting detail and supporting facts. Monopolizer for five for the truck fun to deliver free ice cream to kids in Vegas and podcast with the great John Bartolo. I might be in Vegas before the end of the year. You never know. I might right. be in Vegas for the end of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, thoughts on Tobey Maguire entering the Star Wars universe and what impact that will have on the Star Trek universe. What do you also think of Krillin becoming a Sith Lord? Boy, Brian, you asking. Spider-Man should not be in Star Wars. Star Wars should not be in Star Trek. None of these worlds should ever cross, ever, in my opinion. But if they're going to trash everything... Why not go out with the biggest bang? Yeah. Possible. Let it burn. 
Let it burn. Maybe they'll actually get creative and build something new. Krillin from Dragon Ball Z. Krillin becoming a Sith Lord. Tobey Maguire is a great actor, though. He is. Um, I always want people to like my guests. Sorry, people are like Jay. Let the guest answer for. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I do little things different here. It's Jay's show. Somebody wants to. Uh, somebody's just getting started. Maybe they want to do a podcast. Maybe they want to write a book. Maybe they. Mm. Maybe they want to. They, there's something inside them. They 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 want to be a photographer. Maybe they want to travel. What? How how do I get started? What should I do? You're asking me, or you? Yeah, I'm asking you. What would you? What advice would you give someone? I would. Anything. I would say. I would say this to to everybody in your audience. Whatever their creative path you decide to go on, and we all have a creative muscle in our body. Uh, I can't operate a camera, and I sure as hell uh, can barely operate technology, but I, I enjoy the medium of having a conversation. Whatever path you choose to, to use that creative muscle, do your best to find a subject matter expert or somebody who's really good at it in your surrounding area that's willing to sit down with you and spend time. I spent some time today with some guys, great podcast, and that are trying to figure it out, and they're just trying to figure it out. So I always say this. If you're at base level, if you're at the bottom of whatever it is, whether photography, trout, whatever it is, find someone that's one step above and study them and see what they do, see what they've had success with, but always be prepared to evolve. And I think everything is an evolution. Be prepared to evolve a couple times and don't be afraid to reach out and grab arms with another group or somebody else. And don't be afraid to, to reach out to the drunk three POs and everything else. All of your audience has literally witnessed uh, us collide in our two worlds and us have a conversation and people in my world that were not exposed to your world are now exposed to it. And people in your world are now exposed to mine. And if you enjoy that message and you enjoy, and you see the stuff that we're doing, support it. If you want to put your own message out there and you're trying to figure out where to start, reach out to someone. Yes. Folks like Jay, myself, we have a lot going on. We do the best to answer our messages, our DMS so that whatever it is that comes in, but find somebody local that maybe has a show or maybe has a, a, a camera and start to learn from them and then just keep doing it. Do not stop. Jay will tell you this. I will tell you this. It is not going to happen overnight. It is not going to happen in a year. It is probably not going to happen in two. Somewhere around year three, like any other business, you're going to know what you have. Everybody says the first three years in a business, you what? Lose money. It's very hard to by year three to really ha uh, by year one to have a picture of what you're doing you have to stick with it yeah uh right. three years on your podcast three years on my youtube channel look at this yeah. mm -hmm. boom collision that's what it's going it to take guys persistency you have to fear losing more than you love winning uh brian again i like toast i love toast i love toast too uh, With jelly or butter, I could do I I could do it all, man. Cream cheese. This There's is nothing. Krista. This is our friend Krista when she has toast. So there's. <laughs> <laughs> she... Or more for five crossovers should stay in comics. Batman and the Turtles was great. Just saying, thank you, brother. Hey, I got a package coming to you, Ords. Mm. by the end of the month get ready um but mm. yeah 
Yes, uh, that's, somebody that's, said that's this down below, and I know you're going to try to wrap, but uh, no, you know, about resetting the clock to 2019. I, I think that's a funny one. You know, I a part of me thinks like we're we're in the matrix or something. We're going to all go to bed, and we're going to wake up, and it's going to be like 2010, and Jay and I will be at spring break. It's just you know, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna snap out of it at some point, and it's gonna it's gonna be like an elastic that resets. I love that theory. Uh, Brian, you've been very generous. Why don't you just give a hundred, Brian? Since you've been throwing twenties with some interesting questions all night. <laughs> you got to roll the 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 reel again. He loves toast. Just 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 uh just throw it all, man. Just do it in one big shot, you know. She's a trip. She's a trip. She had to take seventeen buses and a horse and carriage to get here. It was hilarious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> JT says I like bagels. I like toast. Oh, oh it's not like a good bagel. You can't no. get it. You can't get them. East Coast is the best. Yeah, it's got to oh, be toast. Uh, let's see. I think I think we've caught up on everything. Uh, and I want to say a fantastic yeah. audience, Jay. While you're doing they're that, amazing fantastic audience. They, you know, all you guys that are doing the super chats, they're, they're hilarious. And I and I know much of your audience has come over to my YouTube and done super chats. I mean, it, Jay knows I'll be the first to kick all that that money back in and in, in just guys. I, I love seeing, you know, you guys in the rebellion gear and supporting that cause. And Jay will tell you when he was on my show, I handed him a handful of cash. I said, go, go freaking give give it all back. You know, do giveaways. And I know he's going to do a huge round of those in a pile coming up and and i i think that's phenomenal i think what you guys do creating this community is is awesome this one's for jj it's awesome one more time this guy is amazing one Dude, more this time. Time. listen i know oh, him question. one more time for the real i think he deserves it we got i think one he wants more a little, time with the toast i think he wants a little gina this time i think we're gonna yeah. give, oh, give him a gina one give him a little gina because he shows up and he just starts dropping bombs. I, yeah, I don't buy no. really well. John messed up. He messed up. He was supposed to lean over. Mm. He didn't do it right, man. Do you you want a second chance? Yeah, I want to say that. Do I lean like that? Wait. You, you need a second chance on All that? Right. I'm ready. Yeah, you're gonna go. You gotta go that way. This way? No, the other way. Oh wow, it's hard for me. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Here's your second chance. You messed up again. Can you not see far. it? I can't. I can't get it's the <laughs> other way. You sent me the wrong way. You actually sent me the wrong way. I can't get that far over. I, All right, I, I'll, I'll do one better. Here we go. All right, now you can lean the other way. Oh, perfect. Thank there you. There you go. All right, there you go. One more time. Look at the chats just going. I got to get way over. Like, look at this. I got to be. I will say this. I'm not a small man. Jay will tell you that. No, he's not. I'm not a small man. I'm about I'm 245 pounds. But Jay can do that lean because he's better than I am. Let's put it that way. <laughs> One of the few people that comes in this studio and dwarfs me. That's rare. That's super yeah. rare. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember you said that. I was like, man, I'm not small, man. You're not. No, when he was on the couch, it looks like he swallowed the couch. Dude, my legs are all hanging off. Hanging off. Like, They're not made for that. <laughs> like, like I, you think I have like rump shaker couches in here? Like I'm supposed to have a lounge. This turned into the geeks and gamers lounge when everybody was here. I know, man. It was so it funny, was crazy. Um, wear my rebellion hoodie so much is filled with my man must. I appreciate it, man. Uh, Brian, Brian says, Jay, can I tell them? Tell them what? What do you want to say? That's, thank you for it. thank you. Listen, Brian, thank you for all the love and the super chats tonight, man. You've been very, very generous. Yeah. So I, I don't know what else you gotta say before I close, but uh you better do it <laughs> the daily bugle. Um also <laughs> I I was announcing this to some of my members. Me and John John is actually helping me working on getting a drunk 3PO podcast together. And what it's gonna look like is something. Once I get it better, like, my mic doesn't crap out. But uh, once uh, once we get things together, probably by the end of uh, October, it will launch, be on iTunes and all the stuff like that. And I'm just going to have conversations with people like John, like others. Uh, I've done these interviews before on YouTube, and I will, will continue to do them. And my members who I love and my Patreon who I love so much, they're going to get like the extra hour. Uh, because mm. I feel like they have done so much for this for me personally and helped out that I want to give them something even better. So in my in my uh, members chat, my YouTube, my YouTube members member. chat, which is on Discord, they um we've been talking about. It. I'm saying I'm starting the podcast. You guys are going to get something because you're a member or you're a Patreon. Because I feel like I owe you so much more. But like the first hour will be like for everyone, and then. You know, we'll we'll do it on YouTube like this and everyone can see it and have conversations and stuff. And then it'll be on iTunes and Spotify. And John's helping me put this together. And um, and then the second hour will be, you know, continuing the conversation for my amazing members and stuff. Like Brian says, my safe word is pineapple juice. All Mine's right. banana. <laughs> the safe word is banana. <laughs> I'm not gonna say your safe word because you, you'll you'll keep giving till I say it. That's yeah, the safe uh, word is banana. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a, that's actually a Family Guy reference when she unzips his his uh, leather mask. He goes, she goes, he goes. The code word is banana, <laughs> and then he zips it back out. Uh, I appreciate. Uh, I want to say thank you to Snowdub, yeah. Jedi Bunny, and a few others who've been dropping links the whole time. I think uh, Steph was dropping links as well. Yeah, I appreciate and, all you guys. Yeah, so like they were dropping links to the channel. If you yeah. still want to find John, right in the top of the description uh, is right there is his link. I want to thank CJ for making the thumbnail. Um, but yeah, so like these are there's some cool things coming. That's why I wanted a truck. I was like telling him, I was like, I just want to get driving and do the podcast and film for Jaywalking the Planet, and you know meet meet some amazing great people and what their passion and dream is and and just highlight it i think that, that to me that's that's that's, that's, my that's dream. everything and i and i, I just want to say to your audience i i appreciate all you guys i mean i know there's been upwards of, of well into 200 people in here uh you know guys if you support 
what Jay's doing and, and what we're all trying to do, which is move the conversation forward. Take five minutes. I mean, everybody in here, go like a bunch of Jay's old videos. Go leave an additional comment. Go leave some stuff on my channel. Go If you like my message, you like the people I interview, just know that I'm trying to put people in front of this gun wall and get people having the conversation and get people having the discussion. You know, that's where it all starts. And that's one of the things that I, I really respect about what your community and what you guys have built is the intensity in the chats, the comments. And I'm doing my best in case you guys haven't noticed in recent episodes and highlight some of the questions, some of the stuff that you guys send as well, in the chat. So I do pay attention to what you guys say. So I appreciate the hell out of your audience and everything you guys do. And I'm a huge supporter of Jay's and the, the whole uh, movement. I love what the geeks and gamers are doing, and I love what what uh, everybody's doing in that in that whole community. Gary, all of them, Jeremy, Ryan. I think what you guys are doing is amazing. I think your podcast, once you get it off the ground, you figure out the way you're going to do it, is going to be totally phenomenal. So I appreciate all you guys. If you just take a few minutes when you walk out of this chat to do some of that, I think it'll move the needle and, and make 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 a, a a huge impact. Uh John is new to the YouTube thing, like all these clips and highlights mm. and. Uh, super chat. I remember when I first did your podcast on YouTube and I don't know who was produced. Who was like, uh, helping you produce. Well, I forgot his name. Probably Roy or or, or, my community show that there is no community like the drunk three PO community. I've never, I am beyond blessed. Everyone that's, and it's only a fraction that's in this chat. Um, only a fraction. They showed up. Remember, remember on last mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They started giving and support. Yeah. It's just like they they gave uh, over five hundred dollars. And what did hour. I do with that money, tax free? They gave it right back. Like, yeah, we put it right back into the into the thing. But that what I'm saying is like that is uh, that's how amazing this community is. And I don't even know uh, why I'm so blessed with it. And you know, that's why I want to highlight them. They all have got they all got incredible talents and so, some amazing things going on that um, that's the least I could do is take the platform that I have and just say, you want to buy some cool artwork? This person like this person here. Wait, where's Orbs right here? What you mm-hmm. guys don't know. Sorry, I'm highlighting it. I know we're getting out of time, but Orbs had Orbs text me. He makes sure I'm doing OK. He always calls to check on me when he hasn't heard from me wants to make sure i'm doing good always doesn't have the biggest channel he's creating a game like a board game like this is his heart his passion he wants to create and if i'm wrong or it's like tell me no it's not a board it's a board game he's seen mm. him and he's like putting money into it. he's really feels like this is what he wants to do and i want to be there for him um once it launches like like here's my platform buddy like mm. if it helps you get your dream off the ground. You know, I don't have the biggest platform, but at least it's something. So at least it's something. He's like, you got it. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 to me like that, I love that stuff, man. I love that stuff. Um, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. Like all these people, uh, that that's in this community and, and where their passion is at. And I think that's why I also love John. The, the guy like John, I can't speak, uh, any higher than John Bartolo, who takes time out of his day to call me and like, I'm like, hey, I got questions. He's like, what you got? And it's like, we've been on the phone for hours. And I'm like, what about this? Will this work? What you think? How about this? 
if it wasn't for John Bartolo, I wouldn't even nine line wouldn't even know who I am. And this is what John does. John was like connecting all of us and putting us all together because uh, like what he was talking about earlier, it's about it's about putting everyone together because we're we're all fighting the same thing, mm. you know, uh, and and it's it's and now look now now there's going to be tons of people walking around with rebellion hats and shirts. And when people ask you what that's all about, you know, it's like, man, we ain't putting up with this bull crap anymore. You know, helping veterans, which they hate, helping police officers, talking about it, it's just on and it's just on and on and on. I we can go on and on and on. Mm. So I, I I can highlight Callista here, who's an artist. You know, mm. I'm still in the ceramic studio working on my show that's right around the corner. I mean, it's just she's gonna yeah. do an art show, and it's just it's just incredible these people like we're all together here and it's like it's time like we can explore jay's always been there to help me build up i'm forever thankful calista if you ever make something uh message me i'll buy it from you there you go and i can just go on and on yeah and on. i can just click on so many people that i see i'll, in the I'll, chat. I'll support i'll support i as jay knows i'll put my money where my mouth is and then, hey, hey, look at kaylee fun. kaylee is like you know what I can do? She shares everyone's videos. Mm-hmm. She's always in the chat. She's always leaving comments. She's always like Kaylee is a machine, you know, sharing all our stuff and put and it's just all these things together. There, there she is. Someone had, store. Yeah, someone had mentioned earlier. I think someone else was talking about like the Hodge twins. I'm open to having any guest on. I, I can honestly say, guys. Uh, I didn't know who they were. I think they were like a couple of twins that hopped on that MAGA train or whatever it is uh, that they hopped on. Uh, I don't know. I don't really follow them or pay attention, but I, I understand they're saying some cool stuff. Uh, I, I would probably say uh, I, I just don't know them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, anybody's welcome on the show. They got a good- up. That's right. We're here to fight <laughs> puppet phobia. Yeah. All yeah. right. Funny YouTube channel. Oh, it's a puppet. puppet. That's it. Anyway, that's it. I'm going to end it because I can go on and on and brag about this amazing community for another hour. And you guys know oh, that because yeah. I've done that before. So I want to thank John, my good friend. He'll be back. Of course. As much as I can have him. I know he's dying many to watch times, the football game. As many times <laughs> you'll have me. And, um, you know. And hopefully I can get back out there again. But thank you guys. Yeah, this is a start of something amazing um, uh, for my podcast and saving up money to get that truck, you know, and a cowboy hat that. and some boots. Got to get that. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Nothing but love for you guys. Y'all have a great night. And uh, tomorrow morning I hit the road with Jeremy and Ryan and we're heading to Boston. I'm sure you'll see some crazy Woo! live streams. Uh, I'm just going to leave this one up. Uh, it is what it is. I'll leave this live stream up because it was a great, great conversation. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope you were inspired today. To hear more of the conversation, check out our Patreon or become a member of the channel. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode. And welcome to the Rebellion.